Hey everyone, brand new podcast, and it is with my friend, Fortune Feimster, who is on tour just like I am. I am on the Birdie Boy Relapse tour until May. Uh, go to burpburpburt.com. This does These do make great Christmas gifts, and I'm trying to come up with a way to... What makes great Christmas gifts? Oh, I thought you were talking about the toenails. <laughs> a podiatrist <laughs> sent me a jar full of toenails today. <laughs> I used to think I could do that job for a living. No. I, I, now I realize I can't. <laughs> I can't get. I, I can't unsee it. I know. <sighs> I want to throw up. I thought you were. <laughs> did you see my face? Yeah. Toenails <laughs> make a great Christmas gift. <laughs> about no tickets to a comedy show oh yeah yeah <laughs> i'm gonna come up with a thing where you can it is on my website and you want to print it out <laughs> why are you still laughing about the fucking toenails i really thought that you meant a jar of toenails would make a great christmas. a jar of toenails would make a great christmas gift and if you'd like i have a jar i can send to you <coughs> it'll be a hundred dollars plus shipping and <laughs> I should give those to someone for Christmas. You should. You what should give they? them to Tom. I can't think about them. Can we please change the subject? I can't either. That's why I thought it was crazy that you were saying a jar of toenails would be a good Stop gift. talking about but the fucking toenails. But they're not regular toenails. Baby, stop. I don't want to talk about them. I'm going to throw up. I almost threw up for real outside. They're like rhino toenails. They like, look like they're made out of hair. Stop it. I'm going to throw up. It's like compressed pubic and baby, beard hair. Baby, what are you doing? It's so bad. I've never seen anything like it in my life. <laughs> Maybe someone could buy a ticket to your show and wrap the toenails with the ticket. Tickets to either my tour or Fortune's tour. Should you show them the toenails? Fucking... Go get the show nails and put them in show nails. <laughs> Go get the toenails. Okay. But put it close to the camera. Don't put them up by me. Put them close to the camera so people can see them. Oh, oh, I'm going to be sick. <coughs> oh, my God. I'm going to throw up. <sighs> Thank it's you. It's in a urine specimen cup. So odd. Very creative, though. I understand. Uh, it's a very creative use of uh, supplies. Do you want to pour your liquid right, Baby, stop it. Baby, stop it. 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 Let's just introduce podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, uh, she's got a special on Netflix called Sweet and Salty. She is on tour right now. Get tickets at fortunefeemster.com, correct? Uh, she has added a bunch of tour dates, and she has added second shows everywhere. So if you try to get tickets earlier, they've added a show so you can get tickets. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend. Oh, and Leanne's on this podcast. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Appreciate it. Check out her podcast, Wife of the Party. Mm -hmm. At wifeotp.com. Mm -hmm. Wifeotp. Yeah, wifeotp.com. And uh, I throw up in my mouth throughout this podcast, so I hope that doesn't distract you. Um, anything else, Halston? These things make great Christmas gifts. <laughs> I thought you were talking about that for real. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend, Leanne Kreischer and Fortune Feimster. Right there. She looks like a lovely person. You said lovely? Are you recording? I thought you said ugly. I thought you said she looks ugly. And she I went, ugly. where are you going, Leanne? I'm getting 
There's one three right there. Liquid death. Liam, there's one right here. Um, did you just come back from New York? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Where were you at? Beacon? I did um Town Hall. I did two oh, shows there. Nice. Yeah. We were there, I think, the same week. Yeah, the same Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, is this where it's supposed to be like yeah. this? Nick Kroll had it like right here and it actually still sounded pretty good. Yeah. And you could see his face. Um Yeah, I was going hard, so my voice is just like what are you doing? <laughs> it's my, all raspy, sexy. It's raspy right now. <laughs> my voice is a mess, and I and I'm and I don't get an opportunity to get it back. I know that's the thing. It's like there's no stopping. Um, but I wanted I, I wanted your listeners to hear my sexy voice. So they deserve that. They do. They do. I need to keep have, it sexy for you guys. Have you been following this? Because <laughs> I know they're your friends. Have you been following this Joe Coy, uh, Chelsea Handler romance? I sure have. I just saw them. <laughs> just fucking. They're like, I just I saw, saw them, them wearing York. matching outfits today. They are in it to win it. I mean, I think they're kind of adorable. They're myself. pretty adorable. I think they're kind of adorable. I, well, they work somehow. It, yeah. it, I saw, I had drinks with them in New York, and it because people were like, Is it real? Is it real? Well, that's the word on the street is that it was that it was a work, but just because. They do well, both. just because, just because, just to be for every comedian that's testing me, asking if it's real, because Chelsea is is a globally different person. She seems like a light of sunshine. Mm -hmm. She seems so happy. She's so happy, and 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 that they're both very happy. That's awesome. And her Instagrams normally were were very like, mm -hmm. listen, Dude. stupid people, yeah. right? You know, now it's like. <laughs> Love her, come here. Oh, she is on cloud nine. But he is too, like, just being around the two of them, there is a lot of, like, all of us felt this joy that was just beaming off both of them. Well, you couldn't help but be like, we were all smiling and laughing, and it was like a love fest because they're both just, like, in this space right yeah. now. Yeah, it's got to be great to be, like, brand new in love. Yeah. But like they knew each other for so long. A long time. And people laugh because, you know, she used to notoriously just drill him, like would be really like hard on him, yelling at him, <laughs> picking on him, calling yeah. him names. So that, when they announced that they were together, people were like, no. Right. No, <laughs> what? you were so mean to him. <laughs> so, yeah, he's just uh, what I love about him is that he's. So successful, he's selling Joe, out. I could, we could do an entire podcast about what I love about Joe. Coy. Yeah, I mean, he's selling out all over the world. A great guy, but he is not intimidated by the fact that she's such a strong woman, because yeah. a lot of men are. A lot of mm -hmm. men have been very. She's a she's a, a strong woman. She has strong opinions. She does not hold back. Yeah, she's tough on men, mm -hmm. and he is very much like. Do your thing, be you. But he's also bringing out the joy and positive in her. Yeah, it, it's been fun to watch. It's been fun. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, it reminds you it's fun to see people happy. Yeah. Like, because so much of social media is negativity. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like drowning in that. It is. That's why, you know. And why? Why? Who yeah. wants to go in there and go, ah, is it people who find things that are worse than they feel and that makes them feel better? Yeah, I think it's a lot of people not feeling great yeah. going on there, letting it out. They, they're, think, they're just like, oh, I can just like put, I can channel my frustration into this keyboard and forgetting that, you know, people read it, forgetting or sometimes not caring. Oh, I think, I think a lot of them are children. 
Mm-hmm. I think a lot of them are children. Like I think a lot of the negativity you get are from like legit children, like uh, like Carter, like, like high school, high, high school kids, twelve uh, year olds. I think they just are online and they see a celebrity and they're like, "Your shoes suck." And then, <laughs> and, 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 and I, but, but it's it's really throwing throwing rocks into a canyon for them, right? They don't hear it hit, and, right? And, and so, like I, I've seen some, like one guy just, I've never read comments. I never read comments. Yeah. Sometimes I will, however, if I post a video that I think is good, I'll read. I'll like go. What's the what's the energy on this? Yeah. And usually it's all usually it's positive, and then hmm. every now and then. And I'm talking about Instagram. I've never read a YouTube comment in my life. Oh, that those I'm, are gnarly. I've never yeah. read a YouTube comment in my fucking it, life. Especially if you're a woman. Never read the YouTube comments. They can be dicey for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I read one one time. And it was like, you could tell a child wrote it because of the way it was written. He yeah. goes, I bet Bert has skin tags. Aww. Like, it was just like something where I was like, and then I was like, God damn, I just got a new skin tag. You're like, how do you know? And I was like, how do you know? And I, in my head, I was like, he's peeking in my bathroom window. Yeah, I was like, motherfucker. But you know, it's, it's, do you know who Lindy West is? I got to get Lindy West on the podcast. Oh, uh, yeah. Lindy West. I don't know her, per- I don't think I know her personally. She did, um, she confronted her troll. There was a guy that had an account called Lindy West Dead Father. Oh. And Whoa. he would just tweet. That's aggressive. He that's, would tweet uh, his, about his disapproval of her. That's as terrible. her dead father. That's terrible. Pretty, yes, pretty terrible. terrible. How mean? Oh my god! Has a good ending. Has a good ending. Okay. Uh, she confronted him. Okay. And he came clean, and he said, "I was jealous at how happy you were living your life, wow, and how you had seemed to accept yourself, and I couldn't accept myself. Wow. So a lot of times, a lot of times, look, at, I, I'll be honest, and I'm sure you have too. Mm-hmm. Um." You'll see someone, uh, you'll, I'm trying to think of the right way to say it, but like you'll see someone, you'll hear a rumor about someone and yeah. it'll be a bad rumor. Yeah. And in a weird way, you you share it to another person and then you're like, what am I doing? Right. Am I helping? I don't ever do that. You don't, you don't spread the rumors? Uh-uh. I don't do that. Yeah. I don't send bad stuff like that. I, I, you know, uh, like, hey girl, check out this hot goss. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I send good stuff. I always forward good stuff, mm-hmm. but bad stuff I just go delete, delete. No, but you have you have a thing where you're like in a weird way. I remember saying like it made me crazy. Like you would sometimes Leanne would go, um, like I don't even want to know if someone's got cancer. Yeah, like I, I don't even want to know that. And Leanne, Leanne, someone is like, oh my god, did you hear what happened to dot dot dot? And yeah. you're like, oh, you're like, you did it yesterday about someone. Yes, a friend of our law, uh, a friend of ours lost her brother to COVID a month ago. Mm-hmm. And then her other brother was just found dead at his house. What? Like last week. And, oh my gosh. And she fell and broke her hip and has to have hip surgery. She's not that old. Right. And I was like, how much can one person handle? And yeah. in a weird way, she I get- She is a friend. I, right? I go and like I this. Send I send her go, flowers. And right. so of course I talk about that. Yeah. I, go, I don't want to hear it. That's a Southern lady thing though. Yeah. That I mean, my mom calls me just to tell me about all the people who've died. Yeah. Yeah. That I was is, doing stand-up right. jokes about it a long time ago. Her just being like, Do you remember Ashley Davidson? I'm like, no. And then she'd get me to try to remember that person and I'd remember and then she'd go, Well, she's dead. <laughs> and just like, Why did I have to know that? I didn't I didn't need to know that. I didn't even remember her. But I think that that is I don't know if it's a woman thing or a southern woman thing, but they like for you to know about all the ailments or yeah. the dead people. D- around town 
How do you, how different is your life when I talk about business wise? Cause mm-hmm. you are a fairly large business right now with your touring, with Netflix, with, I mean, it seems like you're on something brand new, com- every, brand new every day. It seems like you've got something new <laughs> movies. I bob around a like, lot. But, but how different is that from when you grew up where you thought you'd be as a Southern woman where like you, cause you are, mm-hmm. you are, you know, one of one of the biggest comics in the industry but more importantly oh, business wise you you are you are doing all of it yeah you know you and tom have the radio show mm-hmm. you have movies your tour i mean yeah. you have everything going on and, and i i some when you said that you're about your mom i thought how different your how life different is, oh, is yeah. your life and how does that ever register with you I mean, for sure. I grew up in a town of 8,000 people. I mean, if you think about the odds of coming from 8,000 people mm-hmm. in the middle of the South to yeah. ending up in L.A., just ending up in L.A. is almost impossible. Yeah, People don't leave, you know, a lot of times. The hometown, mm-hmm. North Carolina. So to even go beyond that parameter is, is a huge jump. But it took a lot of things when I look back in hindsight to get me here, a lot of things had to line up in a way that I don't know, you know, part of it was hard work. Part of it was having drive. And then part of it was life just sort of like leading you on a path. I've always, I know this sounds so kooky, but I've always just felt like I'm, there's some path laid out for me and I keep doing the hard work and following the path, Mm -hmm. but I don't know Sometimes I don't know if I'm in control of the path, if that makes sense. Makes sense to me. Yeah. You know? It's called faith. Yeah. And so like, so I'm just kind of always been following this path that keeps leading me to these different places. But, you know, I, I work really hard and um, it is bonkers when you think about where you came from. And a lot of my special that I did on Netflix, Sweet and Salty, was I filmed it in my, you know, in Charlotte. 20 minutes from my hometown because it was this big full circle mm-hmm. of like hear all the stories about me trying to figure out who the heck I am here's me getting it wrong a lot uh, but, but not that I'm like now a full complete person but like look at look at this full circle and it was the celebration of finally figuring out some of these big puzzle pieces and and getting to the point that I am it's a, it's a trip for sure what's it like when you go home And I say that because I was just in Tallahassee and I was just in Tampa. Yeah. And there is, I I get a sense sometimes, Tallahassee, not so much. Tallahassee, Mm -hmm. I came back like a, it made me feel the probably best feeling I've ever had in my career. Oh, yeah? Oh. Just because all the love? Well, I left Tallahassee in 1997 and they didn't want me. Like they what how so like the president at the time sandy something uh um had actually had a what's interesting is his daughter was in playboy his daughter was in playboy and by the way his daughter's beautiful i just saw her those florida women man those florida women Uh, hey there's a reason the hooters was started there (laughs) exactly she's married to like the (laughs) mayor of southern i think she's married to the mayor of west palm or something she's gorgeous still she's like 54 and a smoke show. Smoke show. And so, um, but his daughter was in Playboy, and I guess it must have triggered something to him. Sandy, I don't forget his last name. But he uh, informed the administration to, uh, basically, it came down from the top, from what I understand, and I, everything's uh, obviously hearsay, but 
they failed me out of two of my classes and wouldn't oh. give me the opportunity to make those classes up. And I was graduating and I was moving to New York. Oh. And literally I had a meeting in a room with a teacher mm-hmm. who I was like, how can I make this credit up? Yeah. And he told me I could go fuck myself. Like those were those the, were their exact words. words in a closet, a broom closet, an office. Uh-huh. You can go fuck yourself. And I remember being dumbfounded. It's one of those moments of unfairness in life where you just go yeah. like, so this is this is how life works. Sometimes, right. sometimes you get pulled over and shot. Sometimes. But what the, had you done? Just because. It was the number one party animal in the country. I mean, I knew that that was, but I didn't, they it didn't was like. Big, it was a very big article. So they, they didn't did like that? Like oh, okay. They thought it sullied the reputation of their school. Oh, I see. Of their learning institution. Yeah. And so when I left, That's I pretty left. harsh words though. Right. For a guy that just wants to party. Yeah. That guy had read an article about me, read my article about me yeah. in my class, in front of me, mocking me to Ooh, the class. Wow. I wish I could find this teacher's name. He was I guess I, I don't wish I could find the teacher's name. Yeah. Because I have, I have let go of all of that. Right. And it took a while for me to let go and, and welcome Florida State back into my life. Yeah. And start to enjoy. I remember, and, and honestly, it didn't start until I met Segura because Segura is such a FSU fan. Yeah. And my cousin, yeah, my cousin went to FSU. Yeah, and yeah. so when I went back to Florida State, they had signs up everywhere that said "Welcome Home, Birdie mm-hmm. Boy," and and then, uh, and it, not everyone knows this, but I, I love being called Birdie Boy. It's oh, my yeah? sisters. Mm-hmm. My sisters have always called me Birdie Boy. Yeah, and randomly people are now calling me that, and it, it makes me feel like they did it in Serbia. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would be like. Well, it may not be random. Your tour was called was, the Birdie Boy. That is true. Yeah. It is on. It's poster. on the wall yeah. right there. But yeah, but I, like, <laughs> I don't know why people are calling me Birdie Boy. All of a sudden. <laughs> but, but it's such. It's so weird because I didn't. I didn't. That wasn't my intention. Yeah. Um. Did, so you ended up not graduating. I know. I ended up not graduating. Moved to New York, having to take correspondence classes through the Florida State prison system or through the Florida State wide system, which isn't the same as the prison system. The yeah. state of Florida. State of Florida. Gotcha. And uh, and I I got my degree. In New York. You and a bunch of prisoners? Uh, no, just a <laughs> box of books. Yeah. And then you're like, take the test. Oh, okay. And so I, um, going back to Florida State was a, was was my full circleness. That, that was, and that was the first time you'd been back? First time I've been back since 1997. Dang. So that, yeah, that was a big full circle. That was a big full circle. But what's, what I what I was wondering with you is, because I when I go to Tampa, there are people who... I don't know. I don't want anyone to hear this and think it's them, but there are people who think, who like to kind of put me in my place. Really? Yeah. It's like I don't know whether it's not they think back in Florida, in Tampa in specifically, Tampa. and it's guys I went to college with. Mm-hmm. It's some guys who say shit like I don't know. It's a very weird energy that I, but I, I don't know if it's a bro thing. Right. I don't know if they do the math and they go, how much money did he make tonight? Right. And then that bothers them. I don't know what that is, mm-hmm. but there is like a, don't forget where you came from kind of vibe sometimes yeah. that I'll, that I'll, I'll get from people mm-hmm. like, don't, don't think you're better than us just because we paid to come see you're you. You're not yeah. really a big deal like that. Yeah. Yeah. Happens. I get that a little bit. And, and by the way, I have to be clear. No one at this meet and greet in Tampa did that. Okay. No one at this meet and greet in Tampa did Don't that. Don't think that it's you. I, 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 that's, that should be a name of a podcast. Don't think that it's you. Don't Anytime you say anything you. about anyone, there's a fucking asshole on the other end of this going, he's talking about me. You probably the narcissism the involved. about you. Yeah. But, uh, but does that, do you get that? Do you get a, don't forget, like a, a do you get that? I 
mean, yeah, I think everybody, you know, to a certain extent gets a little bit of that, depending on, you know, not from everybody. I get a lot of love. A lot of people are very proud and very, uh, I know you get that too, or they go, oh, you made it. This is so cool. You know, you're from our place. We kind of, they, cla- they claim you as, as their own. But yeah, occasionally there are people who, you know, will make some sort of backhanded comment or remind you of some failure you had at some uh, point where you're yeah. like, okay, you know. <laughs> Uh, but I do think that also stems back to an unfulfillment in somebody else's life of mm-hmm. just like, you know, if I maybe started out with somebody and their path has not gone in the same way that there's a little, you know, slide, re- mm-hmm. uh, sly remark uh, to just sort of they want you to come back to where they are. You know, what I mean? yeah. and, and I think that's just human nature of of people having dream there are people that have dreams and some have fulfilled those and a lot of people haven't Mm -hmm. so when you see somebody that has had a dream went after it succeeded that's hard for some people because it reminds them that they did not fulfill that dream do you think it you think your mom can quantify your journey and i say that because i know that Mm -hmm. maybe leanne's dad who I think is probably very similar to your mom. Yeah. my I came from a town of 1,600 people. Oh, wow. So yeah. I can relate to the 8,000, mm-hmm. you know, everybody. But I know a lot of times, like, when we bought this house, yeah. I didn't tell my dad for a long time. Really? Yeah, because I was like, he's going to think, what are you doing? Oh, interesting. What are you doing? You're highfalutin' now, yeah. you know? And I was like, eh. I waited till the last minute mm-hmm. where he was coming to visit, and I was like... You're like, he's going to see. I just got to tell him. I yeah. mean, you know, because... He's just, he he thinks about those things differently. I know. Sometimes you have to dim your light for people. That yeah. stinks, you know? It's, uh, oh, that's, yeah, that it does stink that you have to dim your light. Yeah, you got to dim your light because you, you know, want to make other people feel better. I mean, luckily, like, with my, with my mom, she's very proud, and uh, she, she likes it if I have success because she, you know, it's like, what do I, am I going to get something cool out of this? <laughs> uh, but, you know, she she comes on my podcast quite a bit and and people have started to know her through that. So she likes the residual attention <laughs> yeah. from it. So she's all like, yeah, do your thing. And also take me for along with the ride. That's you know? so cute. Yeah. So she's not like, uh, you know, she's not in any way um, poo-pooing this for lack of a better word right, right uh but yeah i mean my my family in general are, are pretty supportive and uh but i have two older brothers you know they're very much the the kinds that are like they're proud but they don't necessarily they're not gonna tell you you know like hit you on the arm or something and that's that yeah so does um were you was there any part of you and i'm, I'm saying this because Leanne's in the room. Yeah. But was there any part of you that was embarrassed to show your your where you grew up to your to your wife when you first met her? Because Leanne had that with me. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're from I mean, it's a small town. Not yeah. not the town. We were living per se, in a, we were staying maybe. in a convenience store. Mm-hmm. My dad at the time. What do you mean staying in a convenience oh, store? Well, that's well, that's yeah. where the yeah. So my dad and his brother at the time owned a convenience store, and my dad lived in the back of it. Oh, I like see. in one room. Okay. It was kind of a studio apartment, yeah. and I was like, if we go stay with my dad, 
you're staying in a convenience store. I mean, like, was like hell, yeah. And he was. He was like, this he's is like, the best do I get ever. slushies? It had no uh, windows. Yeah. It, was, yeah. it was behind the beer cooler, so you walked so out and then you cold. walked right I into love the beer when cooler. Say cooler. That beer coolers. <laughs> you know those beer coolers. So I was worried. I mean, we were just dating, yeah. and I was like. Yeah, I know his dad's a lawyer. I know you know he's mm-hmm. country club. Grew up in a co- okay. We're gonna go stay in the convenience store. Yeah, like he slept on the couch. I slept on the floor, and my oh. dad slept on. I mean, yeah. it was like it was roughing it. Yeah, well, I loved it. You could he wake up it. and get beer in the middle of the night. You're and... like, this is the best place that we could ever stay. <laughs> he had a pizza maker. Yeah. We could make the pizza, uh-huh. and it goes through the machine. And yeah. I, I, it was a jackpot. But I was worried because. Right. That's not normal. Like, mm-hmm. normally your parents at least, I mean, yeah. maybe live in a trailer even. Yeah. But we lived in a, he lived in a convenience store. I totally get that. I mean, you know, my, my parents are both blue collar. My yeah. mom was a teacher for 30 years. Your parents are divorced, right? Yeah, they're divorced. Uh, my my dad at the time when I met Jax was the, the head janitor at the at, uh, at elementary school. And uh, he you know, was mopping floors, taking out trash and nothing wrong with that. You mm-hmm. know, there's a job and he got insurance and, uh, but you know, I certainly didn't come from f- fancy, a fancy background. You know, my dad, uh, was living in a little house. My mom was in a little apartment. And so when Jax came home with me, it's like, we're going to be staying in my mom's little apartment and we're all going to be tucked in there together. It's going to be real tight, but you know, you just, that's just where you come from. And, yeah. and the the biggest thing was like, are, are my fa- parents going to be nice? Are they, do I come from good people? Yeah. Are they going to treat her with kindness? And they did. And that, you know, I think that at yeah. the end of the day, uh, has, carries more weight than totally. going to some fancy house and totally. everyone's a dick. Yeah. Uh, I'd well, rather have kind people, you know? And so, uh, I think at this point, you know, you're just kind of used to it. like this is this is who I am. This is my family. This is my background. I'm from a small town. You know, my dad, both my parents are retired now, and both have good lives and are and are happy and stuff like that. But we always had to struggle to pay the bills. You know, we'd, we'd get the the lights would turn off, and you'd be like, "Oh, mom's late on the water bill," or I mean the the electric bill. Um, it just was a part of our journey. We were always. Uh, pitching in, we, we all started working at a young age, and really, it was just yeah. Was, what was your first job? Uh, I worked at the recreation department. Well, babysit. I started babysitting at like ten years old. I was babysitting kids when I was like still kind of needed a babysitter. I'm like, <laughs> what am I doing? Yeah, everybody but did. I think back in the, in the South, day, yeah. you just were like, kid, you know, hiring the eleven year old to come watch the two year old. Yeah. yeah, and I I remember being equally scared. Like <laughs> I'm. I somebody to to make sure i'm okay too yeah, but I did my grandma thing. my grandma would come check on me as i'm babysitting the, the other kids and you know she ends up having to do as much work as me and <laughs> i got paid uh but then at 15 i started working at the recreation department um i was uh helping uh with t-ball and uh coaching tennis and then I worked every, I worked there every year all throughout high school. I was lining softball fields and picking up trash and a lot of manual labor, uh, answering phones and stuff like that. But everybody in my family worked. At one point, my both of my brothers and my mom, because uh, in the summer, you know, teachers had to find other employment. She was a waitress. It was called Quincy's. I don't know if y'all had them in Florida, but it was like the Sizzler. Yeah. She was a waitress, and my brothers were dishwashers. 
All three of them working at Quincy's. <laughs> it was so embarrassing, but you know we had to pay the bills. But you know, my there my and I'm sure that was hard on my mom. She had a master's degree, you know, was a teacher, and she's like waiting on her friends. Uh, in you know this, you know, all you can eat, big fat yeast roll establishment. Oh God, so you just made me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> but you you know when it comes to paying the bills, you you can't have pride you get you sometimes you gotta suck pride up and just do what do what you have to do to pay the bills so i think i take that mentality with me so even though i have this la life and i have this job i don't get too embarrassed about the my background because i knew it that's kind of what you had to do to to do to like i said pay the bills yeah the holiday season is here, and with it comes the yearly question of what do I wear to the non-ugly sweater parties? How do I maximize my time savoring holiday moments and minimizing my times shopping for gifts? Fear not, weary holiday wanderer. Mac Weldon has all the answers for you, whether it's an office party, a party with family or friends, or just a holiday party, your couch, a game on TV. Mac Weldon has all the essentials to keep you stylish and comfortable throughout the season. And their innovative daily wear system has taken the hard work out of planning your outfits with pieces designed to work together for any occasion, saving you time and sparing you extra holiday stress. I love my Mac Weldon's. I, 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 honestly, I think I've talked, I've talked uh, uh, kind of crazy about them because I ran into them, and I, I, now you cannot get me out of them on my tour bus. They've got top-notch, best-selling bottoms and underwear. I'm wearing Mac Weldon's right now. I swear to God, I'm like sitting there going, oh, my balls feel great. Pairing soft, high performance fabrics with unmatched style. These have been the pieces you will live in. And I literally live in them and hang out and wear them to run errands around town. I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to lie. I'm not a fan of the cold. Feeling like a popsicle doesn't suit me well. But with Matt Weldon's warm knit collection that features shirts, vests, pajamas, pants, and even more. My chilly days are behind me using innovative technology that uses your own body heat to keep you at the perfect temperature. These products from Mack Weldon have me saying something like I would never thought, and that is I am ready for the cold. I'm ready for cold touring. For 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com slash Burt and enter the promo code Burt. That's MacWeldon.com slash Burt and enter the promo code Burt for 20% off Mack Weldon. Mack Weldon. Get it right this holiday season. It's the holiday season. And do you know what to get as a stocking stuffer this year? If you don't, today's sponsor, Manscaped, has the tools to guarantee you a win. This year as a stocking stuffer or when you play White Elephant. Is White Elephant the one where you steal other people's gifts? Yeah. Well, Manscaped's got you in mind because they're the leader in men's below-the-waist grooming, and they have served more than 4 million men worldwide. And if my math's correct, that's over. It's probably right around 8 million balls. Get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com slash Bert. The number one thing you need to know about Manscaped is their lawnmower 4.0. This thing is the best thing to trim your balls. They've got um, the ceramic technology, skin-safe technology. You're not going to nick yourself at all. And it's got a little light on there. They've moved the light now. Leanne's got one, and I've got one. And we are very clean down there. I'm trying, I was going to say something horrible, and then I was like, Oh, Leanne's going to get fucking pissed. Um, let's not forget about their famous liquid formulations, the Crop Reserver, Ball Deodorant, and Crop Reviver, Ball Toner, to maximize your ball hygiene. Get the performance package now, and you receive 
There are two free gifts, Manscaped boxers and the Shed travel bag. I'm telling you, uh, they are a win for stocking stuffers. You got number one, the Manscaped 2-in-1 shampoo and conditioner. Just launched two birds of one stone. Why wouldn't you use that? Manscaped cologne-infused body wash. The Shears 2.0 luxury four-piece nail kit. Crop mops, ball wipes for your stinky balls, and I love those on the tour bus. And mans- they're great right before you go to bed. <laughs> Manscaped Signature Cologne. These formulations are all vegan, cru- cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, paraben-free, so you know their products are legit. All you got to do to get 20% off plus free shipping is go to manscaped.com slash BERT. That is 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com slash BERT. Be the ballsiest gift giver this year with manscaped there's a lot of value to blue collar background mm-hmm. i was never worried like about my my family treating him poorly yeah. that mm-hmm. never just to stay in a convenience store right. part. the rest of it, I was like everything else is fine yeah but there's so much um as there's so much acceptance mm-hmm. in a different way in the blue right. collar community than there is in the white collar community mm-hmm. it's a different kind of acceptance i think and if you move from blue collar into white collar and you take that with you, it makes you, in my opinion, a really um, dynamic and kind of broader person Mm -hmm. because you can learn to accept more things than most people. I think, you know, a lot of blue collar people really value, like you said, who people are, not what they do for a living, not their title, Mm -hmm. not their job. They value their commitment to their family and their Mm -hmm. commitment to their job Mm -hmm. and their word and that kind of stuff. And not that that's not present in white collar, but I think it's different. Right. It is different. Mm -hmm. I was always, I talked, I talked about this. My mom grew up with a lot of money. She came from a very hoity toity background. Mm. Yeah. Her dad was a, a, a well-known contractor back in North Carolina. He built things everywhere, schools, churches, houses. Uh, he was very prolific and made a lot of money, but he died young. They lost all the money through a series of bad decisions. They owned a hardware store and it, you know, Home Depot and Lowe's came in. They didn't. My grandmother was too proud to file bankruptcy. She paid off all the debt. Mm. and uh so by the time i was coming up we had there was no money all that was gone so my mom had this upbringing of a very privileged life and now she's married to my dad who was had a new job every two years and it was all very blue collar from there so she would try to dip her toe back into that fancy world she made me be a debutante but you know (laughs) i grew up you know going to my dad's trailer eating chicken wings at hooters and and then here, here I am. Like, you want me to be a what? Like, <laughs> so to try to like be in that world was such a trip for somebody like me. I'm just like closeted lesbian. You know, I just want to. I I just want to be on the softball field. And here I am having to wear a big white wedding gown. Uh, Is that being, picture online? Yeah, it's on. It's Wait, online. Well, I've got to see. Of you as a debutante. Yeah, I, it's got it's. Probably, but there, I have a lot of pictures on Instagram. That's I might amazing. Have it on. What a great exposure to two different worlds that you could just absorb, right? Yeah, it was it was wild. Um, that's the one. What? That's it right there. See the big yeah. white wedding gown? It's beautiful. Who are you with? Was that's who's my the brother? Dude? I got that's your we brother? got we got married. <laughs> True Southern. Well, fashion. it was a South. <laughs> it looks like we're at our wedding, right? That's so crazy. 
<laughs> yeah, so I had I did that for my mom. You're welcome. <laughs> did you what'd you learn from doing from being a debutante? I mean, my grandmother was very much a lady. You mm-hmm. know, she was very into manners and she was very into how you present yourself to the world. So while I have this like blue collar background and you know, can I can be in any situation and not feel like uh this is you know i can be in a trailer and be like it's fine you know i can stay in any place be in any situation but then the that world taught me how to talk to people how to shake hands how to have manners so i just you know i feel like it just sort of made me a little more well-rounded maybe it's nice it's it's nice to have um rich people confidence in your back pocket yeah like uh i went to cotillion uh-huh, I did and too. Cotillion taught us how to eat, how to dance. Yeah. How to certain things that uh, and my uncle Jerry also taught me how to eat. Cause the, the mm-hmm. silverware hold a fork and knife. I just talked about this on two pairs, one cave with Tom. If I see someone holding a fork and knife wrong, I correct them. Oh, look at you. Yeah, because I go because I go, it's uh awkward lesson like right this. now. Well, yeah, I I mean I I I ate with a fucking guy one time who was holding his knife like this and his fork like this. Yeah. And doing this, and I was like stop mm-hmm. i was like this is an awkward interaction right now you think yeah. it's awkward so i'm correcting you but this is going to be- benefit you for the rest of your life yeah first of all i'm going to teach you an easier way to use those two, two utensils yeah you're gonna get carpal tunnel doing this yeah. <laughs> i mean right? I, i've it's amazing to me it's it, it is a clear signifier when you see the way someone like someone like I, i've seen people hold a, a spoon like this uh-huh. where they're like and then you're just like like I, it's almost like no one was like, hang on, stop right there. Right. That's not the way you do that. Yeah. Um, but and and it and it in those I didn't realize this. I was at I, I had gone to um an event my uncle was in politics, and so mm-hmm. he'd eat with a bunch of this the event I learned at was a huge dinner table full of senators and mm-hmm. uh, and uh senators and mm-hmm. representatives, uh congressional representatives. And I didn't I didn't understand anything about the plate. Mm-hmm. And the guy next to me, older guy, uh, said, who taught you how to eat? And I said, well, no, I don't know. What do you, is there a way to learn? Yeah. He's like, you're not doing it right. And oh, I was like, oh, I'm not? And he said, no, you're not doing it right, and we're going to teach it. Yeah. He's like, Jerry, come on over here. And Jerry said, I didn't, my uncle Jerry didn't grow up with money, and so he, mm-hmm. had, so he had to learn how to eat. Yeah. And it was very simple. It was, all, it was very simple. The... Go it goes the outside, outside in. in, yeah. Yeah, but I, if you don't <laughs> know right. that, it's it's a it's the smallest detail, yeah, that is a huge signifier to other people you've mm-hmm. never been there before. Mm-hmm. Right, the smallest detail, and all of it, all like the uh, fork and knife, how to hold that, how to mm-hmm. eat, what, how to eat salad, yeah. not to use your fingers, right? Like little things that I was like, oh Ooh. man, I've been seeing so many people lately eating like salad and stuff with their fingers i know really and and it's such a such a trip and i I mean listen i'm a beast when i'm hungry obviously it all it all goes flying everywhere but it's just seeing people scoop it up with their Mm -hmm. fingers well because no one's made utensils that are useful for salad yet right a fork is so difficult with a salad especially the thin ones what i've been using is serving forks Okay. Like oh, a big serving yeah. fork to eat salad to with. To get a bunch of the stuff with the lettuce. Because normally you get lettuce and all the other beans and whatever else is cheese, it falls off. I was with, I went to dinner with a movie star one time, like a legit movie star, and they didn't know how to use chopsticks. 
Chopsticks are hard. Chopsticks are hard, but when you are a millionaire, that's true. It's, you it learn. was like you should hire a tutor. Well, it's like it's tutor. like we were ate sushi and they did not use <laughs> chopsticks. They were like, like fuck these things, and then started using their hands. And no, well, they, at first they were like, uh, can you do the thing with the rubber band? Oh right, and I was right. like, oh no, but I'm like, hold on. <laughs> they do that for children like don't have them do that for you the worst is when you're trying to pick one up and it just falls in the, <laughs> in the soy sauce and it splashes everywhere. everywhere oh the worst is when they don't make the bottom rice tight enough to soak yeah and then and it, come up and it falls oh down. i love sushi so much Sushi's good. <laughs> one meal one meal that you were sushi was a meal that i was one meal that you were introduced to that you the first time you had you said i'll be eating this again tomorrow uh i'm uh probably thai food oh. i never had thai food i i never had a lot of of food like asian food probably till i came to la you know we had chinese buffets back home yeah but it's, uh, it's it was a little different yeah it was like everything's fried <laughs> right. sweet sour sauce which i sushi. love <laughs> right. uh, i'm not gonna lie but sushi i had for the first, i lived in spain for a year right after college and i tried sushi for the first time in spain because weirdly enough, there are a ton of Japanese people that live in Spain because they love flamenco dancing. Interesting. Yeah, so I had some of the best sushi in my life in Spain. How crazy. That's, I would have never guessed. Me I love neither. When you, no. I love when you hear uh, like a a new stereotype that you that you never heard. Like I, I was I were hitting golf balls at uh at uh the yeah. other day and they said, you know, we're doing this in oh, I shouldn't say. Um that there were they were like, uh, hang on, clean this up, Halston. <laughs> we were hitting golf balls. At, yeah. And they were saying, we were thinking about doing this in L.A. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, Koreans would love it. And they're like, Koreans? I go, oh, Koreans play golf like fucking crazy. Yeah. And they're like, for real? And I was like, are you being serious right now? I go, oh, that's all Koreatown is, mm-hmm. is driving ranges. Right. It's like driving range after driving I range. I didn't even think about that. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. huge in the Korean uh, community. I, had, I, did that, I did not realize that myself. Oh, yeah. That, every yeah. Day. That's where, I mean, if you're going to go hit golf balls in LA, you're going to Koreatown. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's yeah. your only option, really. Um, or join a country club. But, uh, yeah, and so I love when you hear certain things like that, like mm-hmm. you didn't know, uh, you didn't know something about yeah. a group of people and you're like, oh, they love flamenco dancing. Right. You're like, oh, shut up. <laughs> I guess not everyone, but yeah. No, no, but was- like one of the uh one of the things about Cuban people and that is is someone was like, Oh, you know, I remember my buddy Tony is like my buddy Tony's Cuban. He's like, Cuban people, we just put pictures all over the fucking wall. And every time I mean I heard that one like oh, in like ninth grade, and never I was heard like that either. I was like, Oh, every time I see pictures that are like this, I go, yeah. it's so Cuban. That's funny. Yeah. Well, I was not influenced by Cuba in any way when I hung all these pictures on the wall. No. It was just me. You're, so, you're like it's just, just a massive amount of art that you own. just want to celebrate Bert, Birdie Boy. So the the uh <laughs> the Thai food. I remember yeah. having I remember having oh, uh love Thai food. Thai food in I'd had Thai food before, but it wasn't until I went to what's the place on Sunset? Rock and Roll Thai. Oh, Rock and Roll Thai. Uh, is yeah, it, something is that like what that. it's called? Uh, something like that. It's not rock and roll. It's something. I they had toy. Oh yeah, that was a big one. Toy. To that start place with. had they had rock and roll noodles yeah, or something. Yeah, 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 that yeah. were. I mean, it was one of these things that I put it in my mouth and I was like, I will not get sick eating this. Yeah, I will eat this. I I can't imagine there will be a time where this doesn't want to be in my mouth. Oh, they, make, they should make toothpaste like this. I love Thai food. We finally went to Thailand a couple of years ago. I ate so. Oh, the food's so good. 
I bet. So what's the thing when when you get married, and like like do 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 you guys have goals? You like do you guys sit down and go? We should see all the places we wanted to see. Mm -hmm. We should like how do how did you guys structure that when you got married? Was it like I'm our marriage was more or less based around having kids. Oh yeah, yeah. Like so, like yeah. Yeah. You're like, what's your goal from this lesbian relationship? <laughs> yeah, and so... And well, it could be focused around having kids. No, no, but no, I'm saying when when we got married, there was no thought into... There was no, like... He like trapped we, me. When ah. you, yeah. When you, get, when you got married, <laughs> yeah. you, you guys got yeah. married, and then you're he like... trapped me. You guys both also, also have, like, kind of like a... Like, you have a vagabond spirit about you because mm. you're on the road a lot. Yeah. We're very... Yeah, we're very... Um, we bounce around a lot of places together. We're we're like a traveling circus, the two of us. Uh, well, I mean, I don't think we're gonna have kids. That uh, we sort we've talked about that a lot in our relationship. We've been together six years, married just for one. Um, but you know, we feel like we've been married for a, a most of that time. Um, my wife is a teacher. She's not teaching right now, but she's amazing with kids. Like amazing kids love her. They gravitate towards her. As a teacher, she's incredible. So I, if there's anyone I should have kids with, it right. would be her. Like right. she would be the person. But because she spent so much of her life surrounded by five year olds, she's a kindergarten teacher. Like uh, so, it's like tons of five year olds mm -hmm. uh, her whole life. I think she's like good. She's like yeah. I'm. I'm good. And so I was always like, I'll have kids if whoever I end up with really wants them. But if they don't, I'm probably good too. Right. So yeah, it's interesting. You get to decide if you yeah. want to have kids. Well, yeah, I don't think I a lot mean, of, a lot hetero of, couples get to decide no, that too. A lot, I think the majority Anybody of like, no, we have no control. <laughs> the majority of heterosexual couples. Some people have, in this couple you pop have no it, control. You pop it in, see what happens. <laughs> Some people had no control. Just say it. <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> you do the math. You do the math on who the, had no control. The, I, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, but no, but I think a lot of heterosexual couples get married and then have kids because they mm -hmm. go, that's what you're supposed that's to that's do. That's natural progression. Yeah, I do feel like there is a pressure for the heteros to to follow that path, for sure. When you meet like heterosexual couples who don't have kids, they're almost like, they, they're always like, wait, why don't y'all have kids? It's like, what's wrong down upon yeah. or something. It's, it is an interesting decision yeah. when a heterosexual couple goes, we chose not to have kids. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, interesting mm -hmm. yeah but then they but then people kind of judge it don't you think mm -hmm. yeah they do absolutely do yeah, yeah there's like a judgment there but then they're like they look so well rested uh, right they have a lot of expendable money well there's the stereotype freedom. there's the stereotype <laughs> freedom, of, the, like, uh -huh. <laughs> of, of that that um selfish i always think of uh the couple who lived across this Street from Chevy Chase and Christmas Vacation. Oh, the Julia Louise yeah. Dreyfus and and the other guy. Right, right. And they're jogging at eleven o'clock at night in right. sauna suits, <laughs> and they have the new they have the newest technology. Yeah. I, do I know any couples that don't have kids? I have a cousin who's married and they don't have kids. Well, yeah. I mean, she that, that was. Well, that no, was, there's there's her sister Leslie. No, I know. And they don't yeah. have kids. Yeah, no, I know that. Oh, but that okay. was. I was thinking of that. That was like I was. She decided that when she was like eight. No, that's her sister. Her sister oh. decided when she was really young she would never have kids, and she ended up having kids, but by accident. Oh, okay. Um, so she has a daughter. She yeah. slipped and fell on a dick. 
<laughs> that happens. That does happen. It I've does yeah. a lot. I've <laughs> no. never fell on one. <laughs> well, you didn't see my butthole, balls, but uh, <laughs> I didn't see your butthole. Someone told me about that. And you're so lucky. Someone told me about that, and I go, "No, what are you talking about?" And they're like, "Oh, I didn't mean it rude." And I go, "I've never shown fortune my butthole." <laughs> you forgot about. And then they were like, they were like. It like, wasn't as good for him. Well, no, it's so funny. They, the way they said it to me, they were oh, like, like, it, like, we just did it. You're the type it, of guy that would show fortune your butthole. And I went, hilarious. I went, no, I wouldn't. And they were like, yeah, you would. And I went, and I was like, because I'm thinking in this Me Too world that I'm like, what are you saying the kind of person I am? And then like, you showed your butthole to fortune. And I go, hold on. No, I haven't. And they're like, that's so oh. funny. On the cabin. And I was like, oh, yeah, I did. I, I have yeah. a lot of people come up to me about that episode. They do? Yeah, a lot of people were like, I saw you in the cabin. And I'm like, that's so funny. Uh, That was a really popular show. Yeah, it was. was. We went up to that mountaintop. Yeah. That in the morning and that that barn was steaming. Yeah, that was like not long before the pandemic. Mm -mm. It was January. Right before the pandemic. Uh And uh, we filmed that up there. And I didn't know. No one told told me. They just were like, you're going to walk in. and No one knew what it was. Just... uh, whatever happens happens but i expected that with you like yeah. that it was just gonna be there like, definitely be a butthole yeah. somewhere i figured i'd see a, a, a one one ball sack and a butthole something but a lot of people come up to me and be like why did you leave bert and i'm like it's a show i didn't yeah. like i didn't like me as fortune decide Oh, I'm gonna leave oh because that, because that's right because in, in the episode, episode i leave i like, i, I, I go. sneak out of the house I'm like, oh, I and gotta then, go, and while you're wanting me to um, wax my asshole. wax your butthole, and then Nikki Glazer came in. Nikki Glazer coming. People legit are like, "Why did you leave?" I'm oh like, God. "It's a show." <laughs> it was t- said, "Fortune leaves," and then here comes. The it's next it's interesting, right? <laughs> it's interesting because I never knew how to answer those questions, right? They think it's reality. They think that we're all just I yeah. I mean, like we are all friends and hanging out in that case, but you, you know, you and I don't normally milk goats <laughs> as part of our friendship. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they they love the part of me spraying your butthole. I got you good right in the yeah, did. right in the hole <laughs> right a couple times. You were like, whoa! Oh. You got that southern girl aim. That's right. It was like it was that old. It was like that old game uh, where you're trying to win a when get, the, get the, the duck spray in the clown's yeah. mouth. <laughs> the bullseye game. It God. finally paid off. God, I I completely forgot about that. I've forgotten about the cabin because it happened during it aired during the quarantine. Yeah, it will. You filmed it, and then the world shut down. Yeah, it was know? nice to have that in the in the pocket. Yeah, for sure. To have like because new programming was hard to come by. Yeah, you got look, it in right under the wire. It was good timing, and that was just divine. Yeah, well, nobody you know, knew. You know what I remember from that time is that you we filmed it out in um out in the uh, outskirts of L.A. Mm-hmm. and uh, I, I was driving to meet you there. It was in the morning. And I remember everything was like totally normal. And then you hit this part of like <laughs> Calabasas or whatnot. Uh, That's a picture of us. Where it was so foggy, you couldn't see your hand hardly in front of your face. Right. And we went up to the top of that mountain together. We were looking out and you just see fog everywhere. And I remember us talking on top of that mountain going, it is so foggy here. Like, but it wasn't like that anywhere else. Right. It's like normal. And then that. A week later, it was a week later. Kobe Bryant's plane went down in that in that, in that area, fog. right, <gasps> right on the street. No we, way. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, his helicopter. Yeah. 
Like literally right in that area, wow. in that same area. It's because those, if I'm not mistaken, they were telling us that the cold air from the ocean comes in mm -hmm. and the hot air from the mountains and it meets and it just creates like a dense fog. But I, I remember being shocked at like the weather's totally fine, totally normal. And then all of a sudden you can't see. Wow. And I never experienced that because I don't go to that area very often. Right. So that was, that was Wait, crazy. Do you have like dream places you'd like to live in LA? Um, I mean, I, I want to buy, a, we have a, we live in the house that I've had for like eight years. I want to buy a bigger house. I, we're just like busting at the seams. Um, but the market's so crazy. Oh, so it is fuck. insane. Now I just want to, I don't really have a dream area. I just want to find a house that doesn't cost Do you, I, an I, arm and a leg. That's yeah. one of the things, yeah. like, I go, I think, I, no, I, don't, I, keep, not, I hate to keep going straight couple versus gay couple, but, like. Hey, we can dig in. But, no, but you guys have, you guys have, have like, it just seems like, I, 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 we were talking about this bunch, and I have a bit that I'm working on about it, about, um. There seems to be more almost like planning mm -hmm. when you're a gay couple. Like you get, you, you kind of get, because you're not like, maybe it's just, maybe it's just the way we were. Like yeah. we didn't have any, like, we just were pregnant, poor, 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 and then. Pregnant, poor, poor, poor. So you guys were together, you were dating and you got preg pregnant unexpectedly. Unexpectedly. Yeah. On, I was on the pill. How how long were y'all dating? Year and a half. Okay. Yeah. So and he already had he'd already bought a ring. He oh, so you like? Yeah, I already knew I was gonna. We I knew were I on that. So it wasn't we like so a, when she got pregnant. The only thing I had left to ask was, yeah. can she get pregnant? Right. Because she was old as fuck. I was not. I was thirty three. Which is so old. <laughs> Such an asshole. Her uterus is on a leg. What a dick! What a dick! What a dick! What a dick! Tell me about it. I got pregnant on the pill. Are there cobwebs down there? Oh, it was clearly not. I went down there. Yeah, the redneck showed up. And so uh, <laughs> So you didn't so you didn't you didn't freak out per se when I didn't freak out, I was excited. You were I, I, I freaked out a little bit because right. I was like I was a writer, I was mm -hmm. getting a lot of traction with my writing, yeah. and I knew myself well enough to know mm -hmm. once I'm a mom, that's it. I'm a mom. Right. Like I I'm not gonna be somebody that's not my personality to be like, like yeah, you, you raised her. Right. And I'll be back at five. Yeah. I, I, we had a nanny only for the little window of time where I had to work yeah. so that I could support his his journey. Right. So, and it was only while I worked. Like yeah. the minute I walked in, she left. Uh, nobody cooked my meals. Nobody Man. did my laundry. Yeah. Um, Isn't that incredible? I, my wife's very much like that. Very, mm -hmm. support, you know, uh, uh, supportive of the journey. Like you mm -hmm. said, like when you find somebody that, Oh, that supports your she dream. She was, you know, I yeah. could not be here today. Yeah, without what she did to get me here, because it was, uh, I mean, it was just everything, like doing spots at night, mm -hmm. um, doing spots at night, and then you know, and then staying out at night, and, yeah, and going on and doing going to Bray and Irvine. Yeah, I, I went to Bray and Irvine. Bray Irvine every Tuesday. Uh -huh. Every Tuesday, I went to either Bray or Irvine. Yeah. So I'd go back and forth. It was back when Dan and Dan and who uh, who is the other, Dan and oh fuck. His oh, I can see his face. I can see him. Yeah, I can see him too. I, I his name's on the tip of my tongue. They both ran Bray and Improv, uh -huh. and they were big fans of me, Segura, and Ian Bag. Mm -hmm. And so they booked us every Tuesday 
to do the end of the night. Yeah. So like, you know, they usually, and then they had comedy juice would do shows down there, I think. But, yeah. uh, and then I was on the road making 700 bucks uh-huh. as a feature. And then I jumped up to 900 bucks as a headliner yeah. and no money, no money at all. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I could never have gotten through that single. Uh-huh. I could, I, I mean, in all honesty, I would have had to get a job if I was single because I couldn't have paid the bills. Right. But she worked and she got our apartment for free. I was an apartment manager. I managed uh, 139 apartments. Wow. And uh, we had health insurance Mm -hmm. and rent, and I got paid two grand a month. Wow. So I was like, that takes care of living. Like we rent and I can buy groceries and I can make sure, and we have health insurance. So we can't really do anything else. Right. (laughs) The RT right away. Yeah. That's why I was just just telling someone. Yeah. I was telling someone that uh we were talking about numbers about what our what our touring numbers were mm-hmm. my initial offer was 1350 i don't know who was telling this to 1350 10 week 10 weeks yeah and aaron was like and i'll get you more weeks trust me mm-hmm. but she's like accept the offer at 1350 yeah for the 10 weeks and i'll get you more weeks and i was like okay and then the next year it was 22 weeks mm-hmm. at like 1500 mm-hmm. and i that was like a, that was a game changer for me right and granted i still had to pay managers agents they gave me Taxes. i think they gave me travel right and they put me up in the condo or in a hotel mm-hmm. they but, gave you accommodations we had to yeah. still had to pay for flights. oh yeah yeah it was like 400 dollars right. accommodations yeah yeah and um and uh and i was like and, and then some and then i remember they got us to 15 and then we were supposed to, you know, theoretically the next year we were all going to 17. Mm-hmm. And they lowered it back down to 13. It was 2008. Oh, oh yeah. so when the crash happened. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah. and and everyone, a bunch of people t- decided not to take the offer. They're really? like, but I didn't have that option. Mm-hmm. I was so like, two I, kids. I was like, I still, kids at I, that point. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. still need the money. And so I took, mm-hmm. I took it. And uh, I was just talking about this with someone, maybe Jesus this weekend. Mm-hmm. We were talking about what people were making on the road yeah what he was making and i was explaining my initial offers but i mean i remember daniel tosh came over to our house one night and was like we were gonna go gamble and i said to leanne can i have a hundred dollars and she was like you actually asked me for 50 bucks yeah and i said we don't have it and he goes no no i mean like go to the bank and get it and i went no no no. we don't have we actually don't have it so sorry like i could give you twenty dollars but that then i don't have anything right so that's how we were living in the beginning. It yeah. was kind of crazy. And it was crazy, too. I freaked out, too, because I was like, I can't be married to a comic. I'm going to be broke, like right. broke, like legit broke. Yeah. I'm never going to get out of this job. Like, mm-hmm. I had this real spiral for a minute. And my closest friend at the time, who ended up being our maid of honor, came over. And she was like, you're just having a panic attack. You're yeah. t- this, is, this is where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So relax. He's the person for you. Aww. There's nobody else for you. Yeah. And let's go watch Finding Nemo. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's what nice we did. Friend. And we yeah. went and watched Finding Nemo. And by the end of the movie, I was like, okay, I think I can do this. Okay. Yeah. I think I, I think you're right. I think I'm good. So the, I, I, that's got to be a, a, we were talking about full circle stuff earlier. I mean, for you, seeing Bert reach all these new big pinnacles, that's got to mean a lot to you too. I mean, I, I think about that with my wife, you know, she came a little bit later in the journey, but still, you know, you get a lot of no's and your partner's the one that sees a lot of that mm-hmm. hard, the well, hard she stuff. She showed up, she showed up for you six years ago, right? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think because, because 
you did a little bit of a rebirth at one point. I felt you did at mm-hmm. least because you'd always worked, you'd always worked, but it wasn't very recently. Yeah, you kind of took off. I think the that my Netflix special had a lot to do with that because yeah. it it was a lot of uh, a lot of the stuff I'd done was that came out that came out two years ago right at the beginning um yeah january 2020 yeah uh, and it was the first time people saw me for a whole hour of me mm. telling my story you know they'd seen me in chelsea at chelsea or the mini project i was always popping into things mm-hmm. oh she's in a movie for two minutes being really funny but like we don't know much about her and right. that was the first time people really saw me and my voice and i think it it did a lot for right. me that so. was your that was your it catapulted your, your catapult mm-hmm. yeah. i felt but you but yeah. even still i think right i think before then you start you you that's when i started noticing you getting traction yeah right around the when you started doing the netflix thing with tom how long have you been doing that um that started to about two and a half years okay yeah but uh a lot of people didn't know i i mean i started touring in 2010 and a lot of people didn't know that about mm. me i started headlining Right after Last Comic Standing. Oh, that's right. You did Last Comic Standing. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait. Tell me about your career again. Because I forgot you did Last Comic Standing. Yeah. I, yeah, I did. Um, Well, I started in improv at the Groundlings in yeah. 2005. Started stand-up 2007 at the Comedy Store. And so I got Last Comic Standing pretty quick, 2010. God, God three so years. So it was only three years in the stand-up. Wow. So that was quick. I, I was in just enough episodes for people to be like, oh, she's interesting. And want to hire me, but I had no material. I had like fifteen minutes of material. <laughs> yeah. So I, suddenly I was like headlining, and I I was like, oh my god, how am I going to do forty five minutes? I just had to figure it out. So the only thing, the only bummer is I never got to open for people. I never got to learn from them and see how they oh, do it, which I do sucks. think is really important. Mm-hmm. I tell like I'm finally getting to hire openers myself, and I tell them like, take all this in, like you need this. Oh, you know. I listen. I teach. A master class. Yeah. Sometimes very unwanted. <laughs> they're like, oh, welcome. I love Bert, talking about They're like, comedy. no more PowerPoint presentation. It's the shove down the throat version. Right? I I am so, uh, I, there's so much that I want to tell people. But you yeah. were given that gift. Yeah. yeah. You were given that gift. I remember mm-hmm. when that, when you were, you were uh, middling and Tom was opening for mm-hmm. Jay Moore. And you learned a lot yeah. from that whole, from your relationship with Tom at the yeah. time, but also from watching Jay, watching his yeah. successes and mm-hmm. his mistakes. And yeah. he gave you a lot of good advice. I remember, you know? Someone asked me, uh, Steve Fury said, uh, said um, we went to do radio. Yeah. Uh, Cowhead, and he goes, how do you do radio? And I was like, what do you mean? Yeah. And he goes like, what, how does it, how do you do it? And I was like, it's, you just talk. Just, just talk. <laughs> he's like, no, I've never, I've never done radio. I don't know what radio is. And I, oh, I got very lucky in that yeah. Jay Moore ta- literally, I, he let me go to do radio with him. Uh-huh. And he, I would watch him do radio. And oh, he was a fucking master. Yeah. The, him and Daniel Tosh, the two people, best people I've ever seen do radio. Really? Daniel Tosh yeah. was destructive. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so interesting they were both very, very different, but uh, yeah. but watching Jay do radio was like invaluable, right? Because then when I went to headline, I knew the energy you had to come in with, mm-hmm. like because you you know if you got screwed, I mean this with 
hundred percent respect. Yeah. And I don't I don't mean this disrespectful. Mm-hmm. But like I watched Patton on uh the comedians of comedy do radio mm-hmm. and that energy was very much, you know, that that genre that that group of guys was like like more low key? Yeah, no, no, no. They were just they just didn't they didn't find radio to be fun because oh. it was a little hacky uh-huh. and it was a little like uh, we got man like in the turning box. it on yeah, yeah and indeed. and like i think Patton does radio in that i remember watching that yeah thinking oh i don't i don't like I, i'd never seen someone do radio like that i think he uh-huh. put his feet up on the counter and okay. was like and it was yeah, a little too uh-huh. laid back maybe right. it, was, it was almost it was almost like and i'd watch people do that do radio where they yeah. were like they were like this is stupid. I don't want to do this. Oh, you can feel the energy. Yeah, yeah. and they were just like, like I, I'm, I don't want to be here. Segura's yeah. like that. Segura definitely goes into radio and he's like, I don't want to be here. I need you to know that. Shocking, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, the contrarian he, that he is. Yeah, he cut out the middleman and just reaches out to people himself now. That yeah. And yeah. so, but to watch, you know, for lack of better terms, Jay gave a ton of respect to whatever radio station was mm-hmm. at he gave them all of himself yeah and i remember th- notice that was one thing i noticed where i was like i was like i remember going into an on radio show and i was like these guys are fucking idiots mm-hmm. and they ended up shitting on jay afterwards oh really and yeah 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 it was odd because i remember jay was in the car and he was like it was like he was like what the fuck did i do to them yeah and because he went in it was like i, I want to say we we're in arizona and he was just like fucking i mean just gave him a killer fucking interview yeah and, and back did, in the day radio was how you sold tickets that right and these guys just decided to just decided to shit on him and 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 but it was int- it was really interesting you know and, and i and i will say this and i say this respectfully but you do learn as much uh there's a line in a song called judith mm. um that but you learn a, a lot on what not to do you yeah. almost learn more on what not to do yeah than what to do sometimes mm-hmm. i'm certain they're learning a they're taking a master class on what not to do with me <laughs> they're learning both i'm sure they're i like, can make Jesus a list Christ. right i can Liam, make a list eating at three in the morning uh fucking gaming. i mean that's it's- hard not to we're all on the road, it's hard to keep it tight and right, right. I think your cortisol gets all on the fat oh, all the I mean, like right all same, that oh, same. I've, sideways. The pandemic's been rough. Yeah. Oh, but. I'm. A, I'm a, I just threw up in my mouth. That's how fat I am. <laughs> <laughs> you got hungry and threw oh, up. Jesus, I'm like <laughs> too much chili. Yeah. I love sports betting. It makes sports so much more fun. If you're into sports betting, then you know how quickly the odds can change. How quickly the lines can change, rather. And if you got a lot riding on those lines or those odds, it pays to stay ahead of the curve. So before placing your bets, listen to the daily tip presented by BetMGM for the best betting analysis and information. We used to do this in college, but we did it via beeper. And it was so much more difficult than this. That's why I love listening to the daily tip because they make you feel confident before you place your bets. A lot can change between last night's game and today's odds. The The daily tip gives you an early look at all the angles. Hosts Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger break down the big takeaways and make sure you know everything you need to know to bet smarter with featured guests like bookmakers, Odyssey List insiders, and BetMGM experts. You got always got a fresh take on the action. Your friends are going to be wondering, how the fuck do they know what they know? Where do they hear it from? How is he doing this? As much fun as it is to bet on the games, it's even more fun when you got the inside scoop 
Ready to bet with an edge? Tune in to the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Listen weekdays, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern on Odyssey, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Skylight Frames. Holy shit, if you're looking for a gift, this is where you need to get it. I have not told you this before. I've bought 15 Skylight Frames, probably more. My parents, my friends, my family, we have them in our house. We have them in our house that are just us. We have them in our house that are linked to my parents. We have them in our house that are linked to my, our friends. We have them in our house that are linked. So we have like five Skylight Frames all around the house. You cannot have enough. Here's what's great about Skylight Frames. Sets up in literally 60 seconds or less. And if my mom can do it, your mom can do it. You get an email address and you email these pictures to the Skylight Frames and bam, they pop up. You can preset your Skylight Frame if you'd like before Christmas with a bunch of great pictures. And it's a 10-inch touchscreen. You can swipe forward, swipe back. Nice black matte, gorgeous 10-inch touchscreen. And it's a 100% satisfaction guaranteed. If you don't love your Skylight Frame, they're going to offer you a full refund. And like I said, you can preload it with all your favorite all your favorite pictures import you pictures of you to your friends and then you go to their house this is what i do and you see pictures of yourself at your friend's house how fucking great is this right now as a special offer you get ten dollars off your purchase of a skylight frame when you go to skylightframe.com and enter the code bert right that's right you get ten dollars off your purchase of a skylight frame just go to skylightframe.com and enter the code bert that's s-k-y-l-i-g-h-t-f-r-a-m-e.com and the promo code is BERT. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Like I spend, I spend too much at times. Like yeah. I, I'll tell you that my, my, maybe it's my blind spot, but like, I feel like, I feel like I, and it's important for me to make sure that the people I'm touring with are mm -hmm. having a good time. We, I think you're like that anyway, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you kind of like everybody. That's I try to make sure to we do have fun. Yeah, stay like yeah. I got us tickets to UFC on yeah. Saturday night. Mm -hmm. So we do the show, we do our meet and greet, and then they pull us, you know, down yeah. the, the guts of Madison Square Garden and take mm -hmm. us in the back entrance to go sit and watch a UFC fight. Oh, that's cool. It was great. And, yeah, and uh, and and I'm sure a business manager would be like, "Hey, man." During the pandemic, when we were doing those drive-in tours, yeah. I would just, instead of us quarantining at home, which sucks, yeah. I would have us quarantine, I would have us quarantine in the in a beach house. Oh, well, I'd just nice. get us a beach house yeah, yeah. or get us a house in Sedona. Yeah. And we'd spend a couple days there, make sure, you know, mm -hmm. everyone feel good. All right, let's go home. Yeah. Um, But those little, those little splurges for me, uh, you know, we're in uh, Hollywood and, you mm -hmm. know, we have a sold out show and. Yeah. You make a good nut. Why wouldn't you take everyone to a steak dinner? And I think that's right. the road. That's that's one of those things that uh, I learned via Tom mm. through Rogan. Right. Um, Rogan was always about steak dinner. You're going to eat the best. You're going to sleep. Yeah. You're going to feel the best. You're going to have a great trip. And I'm going to make sure I cover everything. That's nice. Yeah. You know, those are the little things where. Um, it's a little bit of gratitude, too. Yeah. You know? They they're they're not making the money you're making. You're making mm -hmm. so much money. You should should yeah. be grateful and gracious. Right. Uh, you're hosting really, yeah. even though they're working for you. Yeah. I well, mean, yeah. they're in your rolling living room. Right. So you have you should be a nice host. Well, this is the first you know time I've done theaters in my career. Really. Yeah. I mean, I've done theaters. Town Hall like, was Town Hall was one of my first. Yeah. New York during the it was during the festival. Yeah. I mean, it was uh, 
it for I've been doing mostly clubs and for the last 11, 10 years. And I've done theaters like, oh, you know, you and so so are co-headlining a theater. It's kind of like a yeah, one-off yeah. thing. But I mean, I, I was supposed to start it March of 2020. Mm. That was supposed to be the, oh, the yeah. theater tour. So it, it got pushed a year and a half. So it got a little prolonged. But for me, this is my first time getting to host and have an opener and do these theaters. So it's... Who are you torn with? Uh, the, what, like, what comics promoter? you no, what kind? No. Oh, I <laughs> you was are, like, you yeah. are right. You are fresh into your theater tour. Yeah. You are really I'm like, Who's promoting. <laughs> um, I've been to uh, Mateo Lane a lot. He is uh, fucking. He's amazing. Gorgeous. Yeah, he is gorgeous he is too. Gorgeous. He posted a pull up Mateo Lane's Instagram. He posted a picture the other day. It's the first time in my life this has ever happened. He was with two. Oh, he was at in beautiful the fucking women, and I did not notice them at all. Yeah, look at that. Speedo. I did not even notice them. I still am not looking at them at ah, all. Well, he's, at all. he's ripped. He, his sister is a uh, a nutritionist, and got he used to be kind of a he calls himself a twink back in the day, and uh, she kind of sculpted his body through like a, a regime. Like he, um, but now he does it on his own. He works out very, a very specific I routine. Love Mateo Lane. Yeah, Mateo he Lane eats very specifically. Mm -hmm. Mateo Lane is uh, one of those guys that 20 years ago, I wasn't conditioned to enjoy their comedy. Okay. Like 20 yeah. years ago, I'm a meathead. It would be right. like, I don't want to see some gay guy do comedy. Uh -huh. Now you go, I'm so glad when you talk about progress yeah. that you go, oh, God, this I fucking love Mateo Lane. He's great. He's so talented. Isn't that crazy? Isn't yeah. that crazy that 20 years ago yeah. was Ellen. Right. Right. And she had to be in the closet yeah. to do stand up mm -hmm. because America just didn't, didn't want to hear it. They didn't want to hear it. Yeah. Why didn't America? And I'll put myself in that because I'm I, I was I'm just a regular person, just like mm -hmm. everyone else. Why? Why didn't I keep throwing up in my mouth? <laughs> I made chili. What? Oh, there you go. What, what what changed? Do you think? I mean, I think we had to evolve, you know, as a, a species, as a country. Uh, I don't know what specifically changed. I mean, gay people had to fight for that respect. You know, it had to. They had to be like, "Hey, you know, uh, we're people too. We had to fight for rights." I think, you know, marriage equality made a big difference, and in yeah. in and, and, and people's acceptance. You know, people certainly fought against it for a long time. Do you think? How much do you think it? How much do you think people coming out of the closet? I was, yeah, I was just about to say visibility, representation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That pushes the needle. Because all you have to do is go, like, I don't, I don't, I'm trying to think, like, they're, like, I would never really make a gay joke. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'd make a joke about, I have so many gay jokes in my new act, but they're all so pro-gay that I'm wondering if people think I'm gay. Like, I have so well, many I've always wondered if you're Leanne, gay. Leanne. <laughs> I've, I've always been a head scratcher for me. I've, so, uh, I wonder if it is people, more people are leaving their hometowns than uh -huh. before. So you are getting exposed culturally, yeah. not only to different sexualities or sexual preferences or, yeah. you know, uh, 
ethnicities you're just exposed to with the internet too with right. so many more people than the, internet, the you know baptist yeah. church i go to oh, and yeah. I, I graduated high school this was 74 people who had been together since kindergarten right so yes. how are you going to meet somebody that has some yeah. other you know way of life right. because yeah, if you didn't you know, know gay people it probably seems scary to you like yeah. oh, you know you just hear what church or whatever teaches exactly. you that it's wrong you have no experience you outside know. of your bubble about that. If, they, if heaven doesn't let gay people in it's gonna look like fucking it's, it's, gonna, look like, it's, gonna, it's gonna look like the middle east <laughs> i'll be pretty bland <laughs> yeah and so I, I do think the internet opened a lot of people's eyes to just seeing gay people once you know gay people it's not so scary you know you're no. like oh they're just I grew up, my mom and dad divorced when I was seven, and yeah. my mom moved me into a predominantly gay neighborhood in Atlanta because yeah. she thought a bunch of gay men are not going to diddle with my seven-year-old daughter. Right. And it was one of the most amazing ways to grow up yeah. because by the time I was, I, I didn't see, I had no idea that gay was an issue. Right. Because that was my whole neighborhood. I lived there yeah. from seven to 11. Yeah. And then moved on, but I, we there were only two gay boys in my high school, mm -hmm. and I kept going. I don't see. I don't really even see them as gay. Right. I just see them as the the two. One plays French horn, and the other plays trumpet in the band. That's all I know. I was like, is playing French horn a euphemism? That's all I knew. I just knew that what they were in the band so and we, they hung out together well, all the time. I mean, I think that's how the youth is now, right? Yeah, it I think it like is. Young, it doesn't it, matter. I, I, that's also the thing. Progress. Usually, the younger generations are more progressive, more liberal. So, with every generation that passes the new ones come ushering in, they don't think about gay, straight. Mm -mm. I mean, that it's all like the uh, the young ones are just like, it's it like is what whatever. it is. Do you yeah. think yeah. there's, do you think, I'm trying to think, I wonder there's got to be a list of top 10 famous people to come out of the closet. For me, for me, I think Ellen coming out of the closet was a very, very big that was moment a big for one, me. Yeah. It was huge. Because it was, it was because everyone loved Ellen. Yeah. Everyone loved Ellen. And, and what Ellen was showing you is that, see, you're going in with a negative connotation, not knowing right. that these people you have. Jesus Christ. What's wrong, wrong, wrong with you? <laughs> Did you have some kind of stroke earlier? Oh, this chili is just making us look like This is going to be the numb, worst progressive conversation oh ever. Like, they're like, no, if, if a guy who can drool and burp and throw up in his mouth. And talk about yeah. progressive topics but that like i remember rock hudson uh, -huh. uh i remember that was the first like rock, rock hudson liberace mm -hmm. i'm trying to think of but like, did yeah, they, they ever come out, out. They, they never they came, came out, out. They, came out. No. they came out they did well they didn't come I out but they got aids so. they, were like, oh. I, they never came out Freddie, I mean, they definitely came out they had to have come out I don't, say, I don't think. I don't think so. Out. You're really talking the ball. I, I think, think that they died. So. They died in the closet, right? I thought no, so. They didn't die. Those two, I thought so. I'm pretty sure. What about the Brady Bunch dad? Yeah, he he. I don't know if he was ever out or not. I mean, but you. I mean, it was a different time. Like you it couldn't was. come out, and if you, you know, if people knew you had AIDS, you were ostracized. I mean, it was a really horrific time. It for, was they were talking about Princess Diana, gay, gay men. That, you know, terrible. really yeah. got had it had it bad and so yeah princess diana was one of the first For, people that to like, shake hands with a gay uh, to normalize it an aids patient she tried to yeah, normalize and, it you know, and, and hey she she was, i don't know who tim cook is keep going you don't you uh, don't know who tim cook the is ceo of apple tim cook's ceo of apple yeah apple, yeah what happened to the other guy 
Steve Jobs he died. died a long time he a died. while ago. Steve Jobs died of cancer. Yeah, I knew that. Mm. You, oh my I've God. never heard of Tim Cook. That's too funny. Are these uh, Drew Barrymore is not gay? What is this? Bisexual. This is a gay list. It's a. Uh, oh, now, now you kind of like. Are, are you kind of hoping at, you're on it? Are we just looking? <laughs> are you, are you hoping you're on it? Like the top ten comics to watch? I mean, come on. Uh, this I, isn't a real list. Billy Joe Armstrong. He's bisexual. It says bisexual since 1995. Clive Davis. Is this just people who've run trains on chicks? Fergie. This isn't What's Fergie doing on here. Well, he's married to a man. No, they're divorced now. Yeah, but these seem like publicity plays. It says like I've had a lot of fun people. with women. Yeah, I don't fucking get off this goddamn Kristen. list. <laughs> Whatever happened to Rod? Kate, she's really gay. Kate McKinnon is gay. Yeah. By the way, she's fucking awesome. She's, she's really amazing. great. She's so talented. Yeah, she's super great. She's really talented. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Gaga. Maybe it's like a list of allies too. Mm, this I don't sucks. Know. It's always. I might a, come out as bisexual. It's always, it, Actually, you know what, guys? I want to tell you right now. Anytime you get. <laughs> I could be on more lists. You want to be on the gay list? Yeah, hey, guys. My name is Burke Chrysler. Now I know I'm why. I'm bisexual. Then you're stepping on my bisexuality. I'm sorry. You're, there's a reason I'm bisexual. I'm sorry. Oh, man. I've seen that butthole. <laughs> it, looks, it looks good. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't, don't keep that away from the, from the gays. Tom and I tried to put. Tom and I tried it away to, from me. I'll pass. I don't need that. They said they can have your butthole. You have Tom butthole. and I tried to put butt plugs in our butthole. Oh next my week. god, that is T M I. You're gonna be in the same room. No, we already did it. You already did it. You yeah. did it. So you can't tell us but how it went. Why? I cannot tell you how you went. You got to listen. Was to the that next on the episode. two Wait. bears? Two bears. Yeah, what? I got us matching butt but, plugs. Okay. Well, first off, were y'all in the same room, or you went to your own? We rooms? went to the bathroom to put them in. And what then, is the purpose of a butt plug? It's not not enjoyment. I'll tell you that. Not not enjoyment, enjoyment at all. Not you got no pleasure. From uh, it. It, it was it was. I, I don't want to go into too great a detail. Yeah, we don't want to. As give, you throw we don't want to give it away. So I'm going to start throwing it in my mouth. I know. <laughs> <laughs> won't even be related so, to chili. So y'all, but how do we how do we know y'all really put it up there? Listen, you got to watch the episode. You got to okay. watch the episode. You got to watch the episode. That's this ridiculous. This is. This so, is the so hard-hitting content Tom you're going to see bears. Cut this out so no one hears. Tom went and tried to put his in and then faked it. Then He, and, he, and he faked it? And How he had did it, he fake it? He had it between it? his butt cheeks yeah. on his butthole because it was vibrating and giving electroshocks. Oh, my what? God. What? So, Why would you do that to your butthole? Is well, it, I, guess, I guess you can leave this in. I'm, we're not gonna, when do we air this, Halston? Is it sexually stimulating? Are you promoting anything? Do you have something to promote? Just my toy. Okay, yeah, okay. So it's she like, has uh, her own line of butt plugs. You didn't know this? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, this is where I bring out my butt plugs. <laughs> you, can just, you can leave this in. You can leave this in. Because Get it, butt we'll, plug. We'll just, we'll just <laughs> Get it. Do you have anything to plug? <laughs> so Tom went in and said he put his in. <laughs> Only so Leanne and I appreciate that. Right? What was that? I missed the joke. I would say, do you have any plugs? And we were saying butt plugs. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any plugs? Do you have anything to plug? My butt. <laughs> um, Tom went in to put his in and he couldn't get it in, but then he put it between his butt cheeks yeah. and sat on it. And Why it couldn't vibrating. he get it in? Baby. Is his asshole well, I tried. I tried to get mine I've in and I could not. I could. You have to like break a barrier. I've heard. Yeah. It, what does that mean? Like, <laughs> blow out an to get to the um. Blow out I've an asked Gaiman about it because I don't know a lot about the butt stuff myself. You yeah. have to. It hurts, and then but then you have to kind of break a, a little bit of a seal, and then it hits the um like colon area, and that's where the pleasure. Oh, is. okay. So you have to. It hurts. 
But then you, but then it's apparently euphoric. Yeah, it was uh, interesting. Okay, but but you gotta go. You gotta be patient. Yeah, no pain, no gain. No pain, no gain. Okay, it's not, you gotta it's, be patient. It's but then, all pain. But then once you get to, to the to the area, apparently it's like the greatest feeling ever for the dudes. Got it. It okay. Uh, it was. Thank that, you. For that's explaining. what I've heard. That's <laughs> what I've heard. It was undoable. They couldn't. <laughs> I guess they couldn't. It was get we both the first tried. Part. We both gave it. They had no pain, try. no gain, because yeah. they had they could. Yeah, I couldn't get. I couldn't get through the front door. Nadal wouldn't help I th- you. I imagine it's something you have to work your way up to. Mm-hmm. I can barely. I mean, I have a hard yeah. time shaving my balls, so I could barely reach because I'm so fat right now. <laughs> so it was a lot of like I had to hold my breath and try to get down there. Yeah. And, Did you uh, throw up in your mouth at all? <laughs> That's probably why you need <sighs> Go to the someone attached to it. Yeah, maybe. They have to work with if, you. If Tom and I did it on each other, I would oh be Oh, my easier. God. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all can make a lot of money. I think would that, that would be, be a considered good podcast. cheating, though? Would that be considered cheating if Tom put a butt plug in your ass? Tom and I have I already done be. much gayer stuff than that. Really? Yeah. Well, we tethered our cocks together. Oh, what? Wait, You didn't what? know that? What is wrong? With you, but you didn't know that. Why do y'all, honey? Do- you don't talk to me anymore, ever. So I don't ever see Jesus, you. Jesus, sounds like we're having marital problems. No, I don't oh, ever no. see you on no, the road did. so much. I never see you talk. To we you. did. Uh, we for the for the live event. You tethered them together. We had. We were at a dominatrix. You didn't know this. No, I didn't watch your stuff. So we. It makes me Leanne's nervous. Busy. We she's went to cute. a dominatrix. She's on the fort down over mm-hmm. here. I don't get that sense of humor. I don't get. You're their... not into that part of Bert's uh-uh. humor. No, I don't get it. Well, well it was. It did really well for us. I'm glad. Yeah. That's good. I will enjoy the fruits of that labor, but I don't enjoy the fruit. She'll enjoy a nice steak dinner thanks to your tethered balls. Oh, thank you. Our cocks. Our cocks were tethered. (laughs) Oh, sorry. With with an electric probe. Oh, my God. Yeah. And we were, she was basically hitting electricity on each other. We had pants on, so it was inside our pants. And we put it on. But, uh. (laughs) No, any of this happened. This is. I mean, I guess if y'all make good money, <laughs> having people tune in for this. It was, I mean, it was. It was Your mom it, and dad must be so it was, proud. <laughs> you're, it was really worth it. Like, I feel like you're shaming me Bert's for my sexuality. Like, I told you I'm bisexual. Bert's like, you like this house. You deal with this. I said that to someone the other day. I, I go. You like these renovations? Maybe yeah. that was this a master's degree in your prison training for FSU. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, maybe. How do you and Tom come up with this stuff? Like you're just like, we, hey, that one was on the fly. Wouldn't it be funny if we? Well, we he's the the butt plugs started with. Uh, we were talking. We're always talking about um, about sex. We always sex is always on our minds, right? And so, and there are a bunch of sex stores in Austin, all around where he okay lives. And so I said, I keep forgetting he moved. I yeah, know. I know. I know. You I don't. Fly, I don't you forget at all. There. Uh. I know. I heard you talking about the Hooters playing the other day. The Hooters reached out. You, they well, did. Yeah, they reached out. They're like, they better to... reach out to me. I talked about them on my Netflix special. They were like, "Hey, we're trying to square away this pain." God dang it! In the meantime, can we get you guys some shirts and stuff? And I was like, "Fuck yes!" Apparently, Hooters sent me something a year and a go. half ago. Yeah, but it was it's been sitting on my agent's desk for a year and a half. They had to leave their offices, you know, oh. and thought they'd be back in two weeks. Mm. They just went back for the first time a year and a half later, and wow. he goes. There's a package on my desk from Hooters. Oh my God. Please <laughs> oh my tell God. me it's not Wayne. I don't know what's in it. Oh my God. Oh, my, that's the thing right there. No, that's nipple clamps. Boy, Tom is hairy. He is very hairy. Yeah. He you looks guys like are a bear. S- kind of gay <laughs> with each other. 
They're two so. bears. Y'all are gay. gay. <laughs> we, we, when we got our uh, first ever, COVID test, we were together. You ever kiss? No, we've never kissed, but we've, uh, he, there's Tom getting Look at that, Liam. Look at this. The two of them. You know, two I'm bears, such a team player. Two bears, no context on Twitter. Wow. I might like that fucking. But, you know, they give the they give the people, I guess, what they want. I well, guess. Look, here's the thing. I have no ego with my comedy. So I'm, there's certain comics that I know. Like, you're never going to see Bill Burr do something like this. No, I'm not right. saying Bill has ego with his comedy. Right, right. But Bill's not doing something he's like just, this. Uh, his, he does he's it different. different. Yeah. And uh, my, as far as, I'm, look. You guys are here to shock you, and all. It's, I guess, it's, yeah. It's there just, um, I'm just here to make sure and that. he's actually fun. I think they, right. they, they actually have fun. Have fun. So it's yeah. two dudes two, fucking around two dudes having fun. Sucking dick. Sucking dick. <laughs> nipple clamps. Butt plugging each other. Butt plugging each other. Hey, Liam, we're just having fun. Just good old fun. Because I call my we're girlfriend having, over and I go, jerking each other hey, off. you want to stick a butt plug in each other's butt and then have a glass of rosé? Let's do it. <laughs> I don't think so. I, it was that <laughs> clip y'all posted about you and the Kool-Aid was so funny. Oh, my yeah. God. When You know how much Kool-Aid we've got? like, what, how much Kool-Aid are you drinking? I was drinking a lot. That was so funny, though, when you were, we like, went, when you we were, were like, I'll get you one of these. He's like, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I, I was unaware. I mean, we were going through Kool-Aid like crazy over yeah. the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. So I was drinking, I was drinking a couple gallons a day. It was so funny that you were just so like, yeah, I'll get you one of these. Big mugs are full of Kool Aid. Those growlers, I can't. I fill a growler up. Why oh, should fill a growler up with Kool Aid? Wine. Oh tonight. man. Wine. Why? Because the screen. Oh no no no. We're That's, not. That they, picture... You can't bring it in. It's a legit movie theater. They won't let you bring that in. We're going to like. I'm not going to be sober during a this. movie. Yeah you yeah. Want to, uh, see a movie. You have to. Okay. And you don't. You don't want to go without your Kool Aid. It's my movie. We're going oh, to. Your, oh, yeah, yeah, your movie. Yeah. You, I think you can kind of do what you want, right? Yeah, I can. I don't know. Is that the Regal? Have you seen it yet? No. I mean, I did. Are I you have, excited? I have, uh, I have been, I have been uh, up until now. I, I have. You're nervous? Yeah, like it's, I, I don't want to, I don't know. I, it was fun when it, I don't know. The closer it gets to done, the less fun it's being. Oh, um, it's a lot of work. The editing process is gnarly. Like I liked the beginning when it was like a, a hour yeah 50 cut and you just saw all the takes yeah i love that um i love when the next one when they skinnied it up yeah and the the skinnier it's getting the less uh, the more anxiety i'm starting to get oh interesting so i have a lot of anxiety it sucks when it. you have to cut things that you really like too mm -hmm. that's what's bumming me out mm -hmm. like certain things i really really liked that yeah. are getting cut and you go well shit yeah like it fucking sucks and because it's it's mm -hmm. it's because as a comic i go that's why I'm telling you, I love doing specials because yeah. you like the other You're day. In control, yeah, control and then yeah. I might do. I was thinking about doing. I might do like a fucking two hour special. Wow, what? that's long. I have that so is, much. People would be exhausted. Right Save now. the material for what? Well, do another, release another special. one six months later. Yeah, do shoot them both at the same time. Release one, go. release another six months later. Yeah, part one, part two. Yeah. I think I after like an hour five, people are good. They're exhausted. They're, well, they're the exhausted. Not, not that. <laughs> the <laughs> That's only 45 minutes. You got to fill in another 15. What are you going to do? I, I, I tell just it keep, four I times. Not that people don't want to 
hear Bert for two hours. Maybe I will do two but specials. I think, two I part, think one, you get two. tired. Yeah. Like, because at about 50 minutes, even if it's like the best special, yeah. I'm like. They've laughed too much. I'm so Give tired. I got to I got to uh, go like take a you walk. You love comedy the way I do. I never get tired. You guys are if it's a good special, I'm like, I'm like, oh, please don't say it's almost over. You might be slightly indulgent in many things that you love. Uh, it's right. not true. Well, I'm going to take a growler to the movie tonight full of wine. I think that's a little indulgent. A growler. I, this picture's still up of them in, with the dominatrix. It's hard to look away, it's, isn't it? it? You can't unsee it for uh -uh. sure. Yeah. But yeah. Tom on all fours is an aggressive look. How, you, so I'm assuming you guys have seen each other's wieners. Yeah. We have a, I, I, identical dicks. What? Identical. Uh, they look identical. Weird. If you sent me a picture, <laughs> separated so at birth. <laughs> we have identical. Like you just like dicks. look at each other's wieners. That's like yeah. what straight dudes do. <gasps> well, I think you know when they grew up showering, like after right. PE, or so you're, like checking out junk. Let me tell yeah. you. Let me tell you. When so. we were kids, mm -hmm. showering was that was like the first. Like they, it was a stick in the middle of this room, and it had nine heads on it oh right right and everyone just had to stand around that thing and just shower and just showers yeah. looking at each other's dicks right because i guess guys like to compare no 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 here's the interesting thing is you didn't look at each other's dicks but you definitely saw other dicks you, but you just you like just kind of kept your eyes up here and did this yeah the whole time but you, would but you never it. could look at a dude's dick that would be get you beat up in a oh, fucking right. shower if you and when you know when i was in high school if you were like oh nice nice penis oh or, that would be weird <laughs> That would be weird, not even in high school. Well, uh, oh, if, nice penis. Bird doing that, though. That's a very good looking There was penis. a couple guys where I was like, I was like, I just want to keep looking. It's so big. Oh, my like, God. I've never seen anything like that. I remember going like, oh, what the fuck is that? Like, And I was like, uh, time oh for God. me to fucking. So who is penis someone pump. you want to work with? Penis pumps are don't, don't even work. They don't work? What no, don't I'm, work? Yeah, we penis got one of those, pumps. too. Oh. I don't even know what that is either. I'm I, so I, I think you 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 put it on your your wing and pump it to and try it to fills blood. It yeah, gets it bigger, get it pumped up. Oh, for people who can't get it up. No, it's for no, people. It's, just it's for people it. who it, it enlarges it. Yeah. But um, I tried one and my what? dick got stuck in it. I I couldn't. What? Got too big. It's just too large. <laughs> it's too big. Do you have to get the Crisco out to get that out? Guys are baby. so funny about their their wieners, aren't they? Yeah, odd, odd thing. I uh, but yeah, but I well, I mean, I think it's it, it is a weird thing. Is it's like it's like something you don't know about someone, and then you see it, and then you're like, yeah. I don't know. Have you have you ever seen? I'll ask Leanne. Never mind. I'm not asking Leanne this at all. Why? Nothing. Oh. Nothing. You don't want to know other, if I've seen a, a penis. Like other or other wings? I don't want to know about other weans. Weans she's seen. Weans. That's a weans I've that's, seen. That's a new segment a on the show. Weans I've seen, and Leanne just talks about other dudes. Right, a pre-burt wean. This yeah. one guy. <laughs> He had one that was this big, right? I just love when you keep telling her stuff you've done with Tom, and she's like, "What?" I didn't. Know, I thought you knew all that. I don't watch anything you do. Here's the thing: I don't. You do so much, I would you have no life if I listen to every Burt cast, listen yeah. to every Two Bears, listen. To, I, I would never. I would do nothing else. Yeah. I would be a little obsessive, and it would kind of gross me out. Right. I, I'm it your wife. And it probably is for the best that you just let him do his thing. It is. Sometimes but that's how it works. She's always let you do your thing. Yeah. She holds down the fort. You guys do your thing together. Yeah. I do nice. my thing when he's not here. Yeah. That's kind of. You've gotten I, used I to him being gone a lot. That's all I know, really. Right. I mean, Georgia was three days old when he started touring. Yeah. 
So I don't really know anything different. I have to say, though, I expected some serious meltdowns in the pandemic. Yeah. And we really didn't have any. Right. And still, all when we go away, like when I go on the road with him and, mm -hmm. and the girls are home, I am like expecting to be like, well, that doesn't really work anymore. And that yeah. doesn't happen. If oh, we really, or it doesn't for me, I can't What's speak up? for What's you, up? that I enjoy, I enjoy being with you when we're Aww. not here. Yeah. And I really enjoyed you being here during the pandemic. And I thought, you know, we've been together for 19 years yeah. and he's traveled 17 of those mm -hmm. so i thought in the pandemic i was like this is going to be a fucking shit show yeah. we are going to fight constantly yeah because we are different and i'm used to running the whole show right. at home mm -hmm. and for me to be able to go okay i no longer run this portion mm -hmm. i thought it would be a lot harder than it was and it was y'all had a good time we had a great time during the pandemic yeah i think and we did that's this year's kind that's of broken perfect. me that's a little really bit good. though this year's what? Broken me a little bit. Why do you, why do you think I've that? been gone so much that I don't, I'm not really comfortable here. What? Really? Yeah, I was telling someone the other day, I don't have anywhere to sit, really. Like, I just got a place to sit. In this in the new house? Yeah, like, like when you go to your house, yeah. you've been there for a while, so you, you have your seat. Right. It's moving. We hadn't moved yeah. in 10 years. Right. And he's never moved. Yeah. Like, I've always moved, and he comes back, and I'm like, ta-da! Right. So he doesn't have a lot of input in... Like, right. I'm not that I wouldn't move something or change mm -hmm. something, but it would be weird to be like, to just show up and then here's your new yeah. house. And, and your new, so you're I'm not really comfortable here yet. And like, we uh, showed up mm -hmm. here and he had, he'd been in Serbia for four months. Oh, he was okay. here for one well, minute this, and then he had also, surgery yeah. on his elbow. So it's it just, a yeah, it hasn't show. been lived in It yet. hasn't. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. you know how, you know how when you go to, what are you, you know, doing? Look at my hand. Um, you know how <laughs> when you go to your house and you like, you just in our I, I can only say it in our old house. In our old house, I had a recliner that I would if I I'd go and sit and look at my yeah. emails and that's, like, that was your spot. That was my spot. Or I'd go yeah. to the man cave and do some work. Yep. Or I could sit on the couch in the man cave. Yeah. I could sit at my desk in the man cave. Or I could go to the recliner. Yeah. And like I had all these spots to sit. And then here I just, you know, this is what broke me as I was you in have a Serbia. Recliner? We do. It's, it's in the bedroom. Oh. We moved just, it in the It's like bedroom. all of a sudden now you're just sitting in a room by yourself. Right. So we can put it back in the living room. I was in Serbia for three months, and that that was the longest I think I've been away from my family in one stretch. And then I was yeah. home for a three weeks, couple three weeks, but I had surgery within those three weeks. Right, and mm -hmm. so I was super uncomfortable. Yeah, and he and, had to be isolated because we have these big dogs. So oh, he had yeah. surgery, so he couldn't be in the house for so, a, a week. Right, because they. You know, they just jump on it. Yeah. And he's got like lots of stitches. Right. And I was like, you're just going to, yeah. you're just going to be in this other room. I can't deal and with it. And then I went to Macon to do another show. Mm -hmm. And then I went on tour. And yes, yesterday I was, yesterday I, I was like, I wish I hadn't come home it, just because I was like, I'm not comfortable here. Mm -hmm. I'm more comfortable on my bus. Um, I'm more comfortable in a hotel. Oh. Like, like, I, and like, it kind of stinks. It kind of right. stinks. And I hope that it changes. But it's yeah. also like, like, you got to change your mentality around it, though. Because in your head, you're probably going, I'm not comfortable. I don't want to go. You got to. I don't get excited. Yeah. Uh, you miss like, the old place? I miss the old place a little bit. Oh. I, I mean, I like this place. Man doesn't. Nope. No. This is a nice place. Thank you. This yeah. place is beautiful. I love it. But I, the old place was just, I don't know. Like I just, it was like everyone was happy when I came home uh -huh. to the old place. Like, because everybody was young. Yeah. Like, I'd come home and everyone run out in the front yard. Yeah. And that was like eight years ago. I know. I mean, like that hadn't happened in a long time. I love you, baby, but that was a long time Where ago. It's like, 
Why is anyone running outside for me? I mean, Georgia be, uh, uh, me uh, Leanna be changing diapers when I pulled up. You they're know? teenagers. <laughs> they're teenagers. They don't care about anything. Yeah, if you want a reason not to have kids, go hang out with our teenagers for a I've heard second. teenagers are tough. A fucking nightmare. They then they start tough. to hate you, and you for no reason. Oh, you're going to make them cry now. Oh, <laughs> no. Bert, no. I uh, love chewing tobacco. I don't use it right now. I take that back. I, uh, whatever, whatever. Let's not put let's not put labels on each other. What I love more than anything is introducing new people to new stuff. So we were with Shane Gillis this last week. I don't want to out him, but he is a a snuff user. My assistant Peter enjoys a bit of a, a pouch every now and then, and watching them all kind of talk about what they enjoy and what they like was fascinating. Then I broke out Black Buffalo. What's great about Black Buffalo is uh, it's all the stuff you love about dipping, including a pharmaceutical grade pharmaceutical grade nicotine without the actual tobacco leaf or stem. It's dip literally made from green edible leaves and food grade ingredients with the same flavor, texture, aroma, pack, and nicotine as traditional tobacco pouch products. No compromise required. All the flavors you already know and love. Look. We were arguing over this this week. Mint, I think wintergreen is the is the is the first flavor they ever introduced. But mint is the one we all know and love. They also have straight peach, which came out when I was in college, and blood orange, which uh, Shane Gillis was like through the roof over blood orange. He's a big citrus. He does citrus. He like they didn't have that when I was when I was dipping. And yes, it's been in my mouth a little bit. How you want to buy it? They sell their products at blackbuffalo.com. And it's available in both long cut pouches as well as nicotine free. And that version is called Zero. That's the one I did. Uh, Black Buffalo proudly manufactures their products here in the U.S. Black Buffalo's founders look high and low for a tobacco alternative across the U.S. and even overseas, but nothing delivered the same satisfaction or high quality they were looking for. So they decided to make their own. Don't just take my word for it. Try it out. I'm telling you. It was really enjoyable. It was a fun way to spend the night. If you're one of the 10 million people who are 21 and over and dip tobacco, you know that it makes conversation better. Seriously, if you are one of the 10 million people who are 21 over and dip tobacco, consider making the switch to Black Buffalo. It's everything you love about dipping, but without the actual tobacco leaf or stem. Head to blackbuffalo.com and use the promo code BIRDCAST at checkout for 25% off your first order. And with our order, we I think we've got we got every flavor. We got every single flavor. That's the best offer you're gonna find. Um, but you have to use my promo code Burtcast for 25% off your first order. That promo code, one last time, is Burtcast for 25% off your order. Warning. Warning. This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Um, I fucking love athletic greens. I had a bottle here for a while that I, I it's my favorite way to know on the road. If I wake up late and I'm hungry and I look in my fridge and I go, so many bad options. I need something that's going to give me all my nutrients and it, like a superfood, a whole sourced superfood. Um, I get one scoop of delicious, uh, delicious athletic greens and I know I'm absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food, whole food source superfoods, probiotics and adaptogens. I'm burping up my athletic greens right now. We did a podcast this morning, and I went in and I crammed an Athletic Greens so because I, I know it's the best way to help start my day off right. This special blend of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, your aging, 
all things. I love it. It's sitting right by our coffee maker. And my favorite thing, one scoop, boom. I'm telling you, it's it's lifestyle friendly with whether you're eating keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty uh, chemicals or artificial flavors or anything. And it still tastes fucking awesome. You get better sleep quality, recovery, sports mental clarity, alertness. And I'm telling you what I love about Athletic Greens, it was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues, which I deal with nonstop. And they ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover it. And it cost him $100 a day. And then he thought, fuck that. And boom, he created Athletic Greens after experiencing just how difficult it was to create an optimal nutritional routine on his own. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu season and cold season this year. Just one scoop in a cup of water every day, that's it. No need for a million different pills, supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of the immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash BERT. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash BERT to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Oh, I hit a I hit a nerve. Yeah, maybe. Oh, we may be going through something fine. at this exact moment. It's tough. I remember being, especially with girls. Girls have a lot. Of, this is like the time. There's a lot of hormones, mm-hmm. and you're just bitchy. You're just bitchy, mm-hmm. and you don't even really. You can't even help yourself. Almost mm-hmm. like girls get mean around this time. Mm-hmm. Would you say that accurately describes what's happening with one of your daughters? Oh. Uh, yeah yeah uh-huh. that's tough. Wait, did you did you do that yeah we all you, you'd all get bitchy mainly, mainly with your family not really your mm-hmm. not like you you wouldn't never behave that way with friends and stuff i mean you, you or get even ang- friends parents well you get angsty mm-hmm. with friends for sure but it definitely gets released to your family parents mm-hmm. your parents in particular but yeah i mean as nice as i am i definitely had a bitchy phase really? with my family it's i think it's just a teenage girl thing it is yeah i agree well, and as and as hard as it is not to take it personally mm-hmm. it really happens to a lot of girls at this age i'd say almost all girls yeah. it's very rare like uh, my 15 year old uh, decided to try veganism i was like okay that's good but she's not really doing it right she's oh. eating like 12 vegan chocolate chip cookies. And I'm like, that's not right, healthy. You right, have to right. actually have protein. So I'd been really worried about it because she's not eating very well, uh, even though she's eating vegan. Yeah. So I like 530 in the morning was like, I'm going to get make her like black beans and rice. Mm-hmm. That's great. Vegan meal, black yeah. beans and rice. So I did. I got up at like six, made oh. her this, went upstairs, knocked on her door, made sure she was up. And I was like, hey, just so you know, I made you some black beans and rice for your lunch. And she goes, don't ever do that again. Oh. And I went, yeah. Oh. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I was trying to be supportive. It hurts my heart. Okay. For but I mean, Ugh. she literally looked at me like I just said, I have just rubbed right. horse shit from head to toe all over your body. Yeah. And she said, Don't ever. She didn't Ugh. say, she said, Don't ever yeah. do that again. And I was like, Oh, wow. That's, You're a teenager. Yeah. That's not Dude. me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can tell it bums you out. Oh, it bums me out. It's it breaks his about. heart. Yeah. It doesn't it breaks my just heart, bum I, his I'm heart. Not, I'm it not, breaks his heart. Like, I'm yeah. not doing anything. 
Well, the I hard know part. That, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's so hard to explain. It's just such, it's such a teenage girl thing. And I don't know what it is. You're like, your body's changing. Your hormones are well, like I remember when they stopped. Wild. They mm-hmm. stopped uh, giving me love. I remember mm-hmm. when they like, there's a huge period of in a child's life where you're like, hey, come, come on, get in the bed with me. Let's cuddle. And right. everyone jumps in the bed. And then I remember just, I remember the day where I was like, I was like, hey, come over here, sit on the couch with me. And they're like, no. Mm. And I was like, ugh. He's a sweet, soft, sensitive guy. Yeah. And you know, the thing about it is, I think this is particularly hard for Bert. Right. Is when I was working back when we were talking about we were broke. Yeah. If he was home, the nanny wouldn't necessarily come. So we save that money. Right. So he would walk to Trader Joe's, get mm. stuff for dinner, take him to ballet class. He was such yeah. an involved and they adored yeah. him. They used to love me. Well, that's they probably still got, do. That's got to be the hardest thing that's for the dads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if you're, if they're like daddy's girls. Uh huh. And then all of a sudden they're being bitchy towards you and for no reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It crushes you because you're just like, oh, I didn't do anything. Like, why Why do they hate me all of a sudden? You feel like you've done something wrong. And, and yeah, and you're just sitting there going like. Yeah. So you then then you go, well, I'm going to just stay on the road next week. Like, I just, I'm, I've yeah. already decided to just, I'm not going to. You don't want to deal with it. I'm not going to come. I'm definitely not coming home next what week. What does make you feel good? No, it doesn't make yeah. him feel no, good. It makes, it moms, moms get a brunt of it too in a different way. You know, they're just like mean. Oh, to their they moms. they adore Leanne. They come and snuggle with her. That's not entirely true. One of them lies to me constantly and thinks oh. that I'm just an idiot, and the other one says, "Don't ever do that again." Yeah. When I yeah, do something nice, you probably feel like it's you're getting more of it, but like you're getting it in different ways. Well, I'm I sure. was saying to him, he feels it because he's home for this little bitty right. time. He just wants it to be loved and, and wants fun. to be loved, and instead he he's met with a typical i think a pretty typical teenage girl right. which i live with every day yeah. yeah so then for me i'm like this is freaking normal yeah not because it's okay or acceptable but right. because i also was a teenage girl yeah. at one so point we know where it and comes from. i know exactly what's happening yeah and i mean like teenage girls like in psychological testing test as psychotic because their brain, no joke, they test as psychotic. Oh wow, that I didn't is scientific. Know that. that is for real. Because wow. their their brain is shedding like yeah. whatever they shed, like yeah. they do when they're a toddler, and they literally test as psychotic. Wow. So you can't Jesus. really act like you're relating to a fully present normal person. Yeah, because their brain is not is physically biologically psychotic. Here's the good so, news: psychology gets better. It does a lot better. Yes. And then when girls get older, they're way better than boys. Oh, yeah. Because girls really? take care of their parents. Mm. Boys, uh, when a lot of boys tend to go more with the wife's family. Mm. Do what? Uh, so really? the girls stay closer to their own parents and do for their parents and take care of their parents. So you'll be set when you get older. Gotta give her a few years. But Great. yeah. But this, but Did- the high school years are tough with girls. I agree. She used to be the sweetest human being. She is still sweet. It's I mean, she, like, yeah. like she was just so like, I mean, like you were like, there's, I, I could tell you stories about her. Yeah. Where you'd go, whoa, that's like a fucking superhuman. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it just shifted and you're like, what am I doing? Tom Papa has a very funny stand up joke. He just posted recently. Really? About having a mean girl. Hey, he goes, can you find it? I he goes, I, it. my daughter's mean. I raised her. I, fi- I fed her. I, I give her money. 
She's mean. It's very funny. I made great bread. What could so you ask for? I mean, and her daughter and his daughter is so sweet. How old? How old? She's in college now. So it was that teenage mean girl. high school Click thing. It, let's see it. Yeah. My family's a mess. Is this making you feel better? I have a mean girl. Yeah, I made a mean girl. I, yeah, I didn't know they existed. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to make one. I feel guilty, you know? I, I, I'm feeding it. I'm keeping it alive. I give it money. But what do I do? Just cut her off like she's a terrorist? I can't do that. She's my kid. How do I even know how bad she really is? She's my kid. I'm sure at some point, Hitler's parents must have turned to each other like, he's a little weird, right? <laughs> yeah, he's weird. He's six. Who has that mustache? It's six. <laughs> he is so, so good. You're not alone. He, raised, he, had, he has two girls. Right. So, I th you know. Yeah. It's unfortunately the the as much as he's heard stories, his sister, oh my God, Bert's sister was like stole their car, was smoking cigarettes on uh -huh. the roof of their house. Yeah. Dad took her to Villanova, which is his mm -hmm. alma mater, to to tour, and she herself says, "I was the biggest asshole to yeah. my dad directly. I was just short of walking around." Flipping him off all day. Oh, man. And yeah. that's who I was because she's a teenage girl. Yeah. My and mom has stories about me back in the day just real? being a dick for no reason. I don't yeah. see that from you at all. I just lied. I, I think it's just, uh, I, it's not like I was a dick to the world. Just Again, her, it was right? really just parent, your parents, your family. That's crazy. My brothers would be like, she's such a bitch. Right. Because <laughs> you're, just, you're just bitchy, you know? And you don't you're know why. With, you're short with people mm -hmm. and... Like, but mostly at home, you go out into the world and be lovely. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what they say. They say they keep it together out mm -hmm. in the world, and then it falls apart. Yeah, because you're just like you finally come home and just all oh, the angst is yeah. like rel relinquished. If my but mouth was moving, I was lying. But your parents took the brunt of the it. Worst. God, I so. remember my favorite Tom Papa story. We ran into Tom Papa at California Pizza Kitchen one mm -hmm. time. He was with his family. I was with my family. And he came over and he said hi. And he talked to, I said, or said something. And he went back to the table. And Isla goes, who's that guy? There he's Tom Papa. She said, what's he do? I said, he's a comedian. And she goes, he looks like a cop. A <laughs> cop. <laughs> <laughs> like a detective. Well, I guess then that's the end of my stand-up career talking about my kids. Well, well now, I, they're dead yeah. to me. Now we'll just <laughs> shift. You'll just talk about how they're mean. <laughs> You'll find your mean girl material. So Jesus. how 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 canto 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 may be genetic. Yeah. <laughs> there you Let go. Me, or it'll, you. I'm throwing up in my mouth nonstop. Or it'll just keep you on the road and you'll keep I'm, gonna, I'm staying on the road. I've already decided. That way. Yeah. I've already decided I'm going to uh, go to Austin next week and do podcasts. Get those out of the way so I don't have them over my head. Yeah. Be, I'll be a lot happier doing podcasts than coming home. Well, that makes me feel like crap because I also live here. That's true. So you, yeah, you, yeah. you, you well, say, you need, you need, well, I don't want to come home. So don't punish your wife. You need to get a podcast in Austin. You need to get a podcast in Austin. I don't want to. I have no interest in going well, to. Get luckily, some I have a podcast clamps, in Austin. Get some nipple clamps and something. some butt plugs and go join them. I need a little battery charger. Two bears, something. one cave, and Leanne with a butt plug. <laughs> yeah, you and Push need to do some sex stuff. You know what she wouldn't let us do? There was a porn star, Adriana Chechik, who wanted Tom and I to run a train on her. And uh, gee, what a mystery! I wonder why. Why I said no and, to that. And, but we were going to use Christina. We Christina use, said yes. She well, almost. She almost. If Leanne had said yes, Christina would have said yes. 
We were going to just use strap-ons. We were going to use strap-ons and not use our real dicks. No, that's so not cool. What? And then we were going to put them backwards so they were like tails so we couldn't see her. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I think that's too exploitive of a woman. I don't care if she is Adriana a asked for it. Pull up I don't care. Attention. I don't care. She I can't. A- she asked I us. don't she give a shit. I can't sign off on that. So who's, are we really looking at this one? No, no. Okay, good. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's see what she No, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, <laughs> let's just take a peek. Are you doing a, hey, Tom Papa and I posted <laughs> the same pictures on our Instagram. You did? Yeah. so crazy. She's beautiful. She's yeah. gorgeous, yeah. Well, I'm, I think it's probably for the best you, uh. Didn't do a train. I mean, yeah, it's awful. It's probably bad for our careers. If we <laughs> and at some point, your after. children are going to find this stuff. If only you guys had found fame. Well, if right. twenty yeah. years ago, she's it, beautiful. Yeah. So, who's somebody that you want to work with that you haven't yet? Ooh, good question. Oh, um, oh, you're talking to me? Or if, uh, <laughs> are we still talking about trains? Wait, maybe we'll start doing this podcast where <laughs> Leanne runs the interview and I answer with with. The, <laughs> or you're interviewing me? Perfect. <laughs> um, wait, yeah, who is someone you want to work with? Man, uh. I would really love to do a movie with Will Ferrell. I would love to work yeah. with someone like, you know, the, I, I, I love Kristen Wiig. I'd always want to do a movie with her. Like I got to do Barb and Star. I have a very small part, but I would love to do another thing with her where it's like, I get to do uh, more stuff. Most McCarthy, like the really big, silly comedians. Mm. I would love to get to do That's awesome. stuff with them. What's yeah. the hardest part do you think about your journey? What's been the hardest part? Uh, I mean, it took a long time for people to get on board in the industry with me. Oh, in the industry. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I always connected with audiences. Mm-hmm. Once I once I finally got uh, a job, which was Chelsea, uh, audiences seemed to connect pretty quickly. Like, oh, we like Kurt. Like, the industry keeps thinking that, you know, everybody's got to be a supermodel. Mm. Everyone's got to so be skinny stupid. and look a certain way. That's who they want to keep hiring. And I'm like, the audience wants somebody that they can relate to. A hundred percent. You know, Agreed. and so the industry has been late to that game. Uh, so it took a while for the industry to get on board with me. Uh, for many years, they didn't know what to do with me. I, Did you feel like Comedy Central was just looking right past you? I, I felt like a lot of people were looking right past me. I was getting really? opportunities. I was to audition and stuff and then getting the nose and things. Um, and uh, it took Chelsea kind of was known for putting people on tv that nobody else was putting on um who was on that list it was you joe coy um the guy the guy that wore the white t-shirt and the hat i forget his name white uh, t-shirt josh wolf no josh wolf I mean, uh yeah Heather no McDonald, i know his name chris frangiola chris frangiola brad ross Wallet, ross lonnie love lonnie love um i thought there was another i thought there was a dude the dude that hates joey diaz oh who? Spit, joey spit his face know. What? I don't, I don't remember well, I hate Joey Diaz to be in my face. I don't know this story. Yeah, the white hat. Name. Well, there was a lot of comics that came really? through that um, that show, but uh, yeah. So it's like it's good that you know the uh, finally the the industry seems to be paying a little bit more attention. Lately, I'm getting some bigger opportunities than I'd had before. But yeah, just getting all the nose. I got so many no. I still get a lot of nose. Um, that's the toughest part. You never quite get used to that, but I I was always more comfortable with the nose than the yeses. Oh yeah? 
Yeah, I like yes. Yeses are pretty awesome, right? But yeah, but the no's were, were so readily available that once yeah. you get a couple yeses, you're like, oh fuck, now I got to do it. Yeah. You know? I mean, the biggest thing I'm, uh, I'm, you know, trying to, the hump I'm trying to get over now is I've I've written a lot of movies, I've written things for myself, is getting somebody to to green light it. Interesting. It's like uh, just just getting getting them to to know, like to, to trust me to carry a, a movie mm-hmm. with other people, of course, yeah. not just myself. Sure. But that's the biggest thing is. Like I've I've shown you I can be a funny two minute part of this movie ten minute part of this movie, let me carry part of that load in the that movie. Would be cool. So what that's my that's take? my big goal. What do you think it'll take for somebody to do that? Meeting the right person or I mean the the business wants you you know it's like with every like big step you take you go am I famous enough now? Right. Am I big enough now? And they go no. You're like, come on. Yeah. It's just getting getting that, you know, them to to sign off on you. Right. They're always all the studios, all the places are all about like who moves the needle? Who moves the needle? And you're just like, when do I move the needle? So you're just always kind of climbing to try to get that next thing of like, do I move the needle now? You know, I'm selling yeah. out all these yeah, shows. Yeah. These people seem to like me. I'm doing good here. Mm-hmm. It's just getting all the puzzle pieces to come together. It takes a while. I think the problem too is. I think the problem too is there used to be a lot more needles, right? There mm-hmm. used to be like cute romantic comedies and right. silly like buddy comedies mm-hmm. and Marvel movies and serious dramas and independent films. And I feel like now it's either a Marvel movie or a guaranteed yeah. star-studded full. Of everybody you already know, kind mm-hmm. of movie, and that there's no place in Hollywood. No one has, or I don't see the movies come mm-hmm. out where it's someone who just carves their own path right. and does really great, and it's not yeah. that same freaking well, we needle. Different, we have definitely. Well, they're not making um. Keeps going. Used, they're not such different. I know. Isla and I were looking for a comedy to watch the other day, and I'm like, "There's nothing well, new." And people want comedies. They do. They seem to be watching a lot of stand-up, so yeah. why would it would stand to reason? You have a lot of shows in the South. Yeah, we've sold out. We added a fourth show in Georgia, yeah, you do in two Atlanta. In, two in Nashville. Two in Nashville. We've been, we've Revolution already, Hall, we have four what, in Portland. Added, yeah. Um, Jesus. We got two at the Paramount in Denver. They've been selling well. I That's mean, great. I'm not doing giant places like y'all, but it's no, like no, no, no. This is amazing. These, are theaters. These, are, these are theaters I do. Yeah, these are definitely theaters I do. So, I think you're doing fantastic. You're doing amazing. We got three in DC. That's awesome. Um, what are you doing in DC? Two in San Diego. Lincoln Theater, nice. We did the link, two Lincoln theaters and added Royal Oak Music Hall. Yeah, music theater. I've been, I've been, I've, I think I'm still doing that. So you know, it's been Joy co- Theater is my one of my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, New Orleans. I, that's this will be my first time, but it's been great. We did three Boston good? shows and two Dallas shows. Does it feel? Do you feel a validation when you put tour dates online and then, and they start adding shows? And yeah, like four in Portland. It's amazing. I mean, it's amazing. Honestly, it's like you know I've been plugging away at these clubs for the last decade, just trying to build an audience, and you know I'm so lucky that the the Netflix special did well and we put these dates up and they just people started buying tickets. It was like it blew me away. I mean, they had me in a two thousand seat theater in Cincinnati two weeks ago and I'm like, I'm not I can't I'm not gonna be able to fill that. And it yeah. sold out, you know, it's like 
the Dallas show was like a 1700 seat theater and they added the second one. It was like this for me, it's like a huge, it's, it's, a huge, it's, it's, uh, it is huge. Fortunately, there's, you know? there is a, there is a very small percentage of people, comics in this business that can move 4,000 tickets in Dallas. That's a very, very small percentage who can move. I think what you're doing in Portland will be like fucking 6,000 tickets. Um, probably like four. Yeah, but yeah. but you, I mean, it's it's it is it is disarming because you go because you remember the days when you were like, well, fuck, I just want to sell out my late show in Brea. Yeah, and, yeah. And then you go, wow, I've added how many? Yeah, and you're I'm like, doing Brea. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm still doing Brea. Still doing Brea is a fucking big room. That's though. a cool. Yeah, room, it's a big room, yeah, and you can get yeah. a big payday for a weekend there. I mean, it's just to, the goal for me was always to just get to theaters. That mm-hmm. was always the hope. You did I'm a it. storyteller. Theaters are really good for someone like me. I, I take my time. I'm not doing punchlines every two seconds. So I wanted a space to be able to just tell stories. And the theater's like incredible for that. So, I, I mean, to me, I'm just like, this is, I'm like, I made it. I yeah. feel like I made it yeah. just because I, I'm getting to do, you know, the any theater was what I what I wanted to do. So I'm so grateful that people are showing up you did make it i mean that 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 there's a short list of people that get to where you are i mean movies uh fucking theaters netflix i mean netflix just the idea of how hard it is to get a netflix special these days is is astronomical yeah and there's you know yeah and it's like you know to answer your kind of come back to what you asked me earlier it's like i don't look like the person that you would think's on tv i have this big hair and this big body and this crazy accent you feel like you had to defy a lot of odds Mm -hmm. you know to get in this position i've had people come up to me before they were like i heard i heard you're on tv and they were talking to my wife they're pointing and i go and she goes it's her and the person looks at me like it's you (laughs) and that sort of summed up you know what like i don't look like the person that would, you know, when we were growing up, that you would think, oh, that person is on TV. And so to to defy that odds, being that fat, chubby, awkward girl from that small town in the South to now get into, like, people are coming to hear me talk for an hour. That's insane. Mm-hmm. It's insane. But I'm just like, yeah, the gratitude is mainly what you feel when. You get that opportunity. Well, it's where you're meant to be, clearly. Do you think there's any part of the that little girl that when you were a little girl that would believe where you'd be where you are? God today? no. No. Never in a million years. Cause I, I'm a little shyer than people realize. Really? I can be pretty shy. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty shy too. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> you don't you seem are to have never a shy, shy. body. <laughs> no. But I, I am shy. Like uh, I get shy, you know, so I had to train myself to like kind of come out of my shell and put myself out there in that way. And so, uh, yeah, I would never ever have vision envisioned this for myself. How how cool would it be if you could go into a time machine, go to that cotillion, stand <laughs> up and go, go go to that debutante ball and go. One of you in here will be in movies and watch <laughs> all these girls go. Woo! And would, they would not be looking at me for sure. I have but, a question. So did you grow, because being from the South, mm-hmm. full of storytellers, 
Did you have a storyteller in your life? Like my grandfather could tell a story like nobody's business. Yeah. Did you have one? Why did you become a storyteller and not a joke writer? Like, not that mm-hmm. you, your story is not full of jokes, mm-hmm. but set up punch, set up punch yeah. like that. I think I was surrounded by storytellers. I have a very funny family. Like, like everyone in my family was very animated around each other. They were always, you know, telling jokes and stories. And I, I had uncles that were very, you know, out there. And like people, there were a lot of characters Mm-hmm. I feel like you see that a lot in the South mm-hmm. where you yeah. go, that guy's a character, mm-hmm. but he's real. This person's real. But you, if you tried to write that as a person, they'd be like, that's too wacky. Mm-hmm. That person doesn't exist. I was surrounded by people like that. So I think just being around like colorful people who had wild personalities, but they were just them. They were just themselves. You just sort of pick up that. And so I think it was just part of my upbringing. Mm-hmm. seeing people be so comfortable with themselves being different telling stories mm-hmm. it just sort of you sort of pick it up every event was a story they mm-hmm. never gave you a play-by-play they, yeah. they had a beginning a middle and end and yeah. all kind of flows around yeah. good words and funny been, stuff yeah. and, i would have been considered boring in comparison to a lot of the wild people around me right that i was growing up with. i think I, I think the same for me i would yeah i think I th- I don't know. I, I think the authentic personality I had in say first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, I think it started dis- mm-hmm. no, I think it started disappearing <laughs> in fifth grade. Mm-hmm. And I know by the time I got to ninth grade, it was like, oh, you got to hide a little bit. Mm-hmm. Don't and just you're or at least assimilate. Oh, the yard oh. guys here must be. I didn't. Oh, that's random. Liquid yeah. death. Liquid death. They're so fucking good. I can drink them all day it's long. Still, I still can't believe it's water. Liquid well, death. I've given it to people who think they're breaking their sobriety. They're like, oh, I, 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 I can't. Well, it feels like it would be an energy drink. Murder your thirst. Murder. Did you grow up reading? Were you a big reader? No, my, my no. mom and my grandmother are both were huge readers. My mom can read like a book in two days. Mm. Same with my grandmother. They read, they like consume books. I think I have a little bit of ADD. Um, I'm not diagnosed or anything, but I, I have a hard time paying attention. I have a hard time paying attention. I've, I, I have dyslexic too. <laughs> I remember yeah. one time I took Ritalin in college and I could read. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm interested and I'm retaining the information. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. Is this what regular people feel like? I read a lot of, um, I, I, I haven't been watching the news as much just because it's so depressing mm-hmm. and it's so bonkers. And uh, but I do consume a lot of articles. Uh, if I like am flipping and I, they'll be like, oh, an article. It could be, it could be politics. It could be an actor. It could be a thing about a town. I consume a lot of information, mm. but it has to be in like article form. Got it. I don't like to. Um, just I, I have a hard time sitting down with a whole book right small content yeah oh i'm a I'm podcast guy but i have like lots of um information about the most random right stuff because i consume that's because you're interested and curious yeah yeah i like learning about people things mm-hmm. yeah I, hey did you ever get that joke that gay joke the joke about googling gay stuff to do did you ever get that into your act oh uh you the, the one uh, the we one talked I about loved, last time i, I love that joke we were talking about, uh, oh, I'm gay, now what? Yeah, that oh, yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. And you're like, and so I just started, 
I started going through the paper looking for gay oh, yeah. activities. His African drum circle looks good. I think I did have it. I think I taped it, but it ended up getting cut. Yeah. Because it just wasn't. It's, it was. It's, it's, sometimes it's like the the jokes. The fuck I know, is he right? doing? I don't know. I think he's throwing the furniture. <laughs> the jokes that make us laugh, yeah. I think, are sometimes like, are maybe sometimes too aggressive for audience members mm-hmm. where they're like, Ugh. yeah. Like I had a joke about blowjobs i was like uh how long how long should you let a mouth rest after giving a blowjob before you kiss it and we all laughed and then i did it on stage and this woman in the front i was like ugh and i was like oh i was like is that not good she's like well no it just sounds like you think about we're pieces of meat oh like it, they're just like, a yeah, mouth yeah like right. yeah like we're more than a mouth bert we're also a butthole you can yeah. put the plug in it if you're really nice. Wow, you're really throwing some Leantics into this one. Is that huh? right? <laughs> um, well, that we've been doing a podcast for about two hours, right, Holston? Have we, we really? Pro- yeah, we should probably yeah, let, we you should let you go. Let you go. I'm going to go do my radio show now. Really? It's Tom's birthday tomorrow, so we're doing like a little oh, special fun. thing for for his birthday at a pizza place. On, I gotta oh, get Tom fun. back on the podcast. Yeah. He's such a sweet, you nice should, human being. You should have him back on the podcast because I think that it would be helpful for you to talk about your daughters. Thank Don't you, you I wish I could get I in. do. And I thank you very much for sharing that because it's been a rough day or two. Yeah, with him, I can with see her. the face. And he's telling me all these like catastrophic, major dark things. And I, I said, I, the problem is, I don't think you'll hear me, but I think what you're feeling is right. And I think she's just a regular right. teenage girl. Yeah, yeah. Both and things, he's yeah. just like, no, yeah. I think she is just being a regular teenage yeah. girl. She's not doing anything super crazy. But I think it would be helpful for you to have talked to another. I think that's a great Another idea. guy that's got two daughters. Who's a little ahead been, of you. A little ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Been through it. Yeah. You, you might, it might, I don't know that it'll make you feel better per se. It'll still bum you out, but it'll give you some perspective on it perspective uh, yeah, and you won't feel so alone yeah. you just won't feel like you're the only person yeah, maybe i'll come home next week there there you go don't because don't punish leanne i'm not punishing I know, her. he's like i'm just not coming home and i was like wait 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 i'm not doing anything wrong yeah <laughs> i'm actually yeah. awesome and her mouth's rested <laughs> <laughs> i will that's not perfect, that's a perfect way to end the podcast that's a perfect way <laughs> hey, what do you have to plug? Just your tour dates? Yeah. Let's I'm go on, through them real quick, Austin. Let me I'm see them on one more tour time. so many places. Scroll. Let's let's look at the, we're, we're I don't know when this is coming out. So we got the De- December improv. Augusta, Georgia, Atlanta, Brea. Augusta, Georgia, Miller Theater. But I'm doing a ton of stuff starting in January. Uh Indianapolis, Louisville. Those are the tickets you gotta move. These are already sold out, guys. Oh, uh, Chicago's already sold out. Wow. DC, uh, the one shows. There's only the one show left. Richmond, San Diego, uh, San Antonio, and Houston. I need to move those. Yeah. So if you live in Texas, New Orleans, I'm coming everywhere. You are St. Louis, over. Kansas City, Des Moines, Asheville, Charlotte, Durham, Charleston, Seattle. <laughs> I'm just saying them all. <laughs> Portland. Uh, well, right yeah. now, someone's listening, going, "Wait, wait, wait!" Mich- coming all over uh, Michigan. You know, Christmas is coming. People buy tickets yeah. for Christmas. Going, so. uh, Grand Rapids, Detroit, Ooh, or Royal Oak, San Fran. I'm going everywhere. Milwaukee, Madison, Green Bay. Come Easy on, to find. FortuneFemster.com. Uh, and I, honestly, I do try to tell jokes that are relatable to everybody. It ain't just a big old lesbo show. <laughs> Even though I'm wearing flannel. 
<laughs> you, I, there are a lot more dudes showing up to my shows. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah, that's you're great. just well, fortunate. You you are just a good person with positive energy, like good Aww. aura. Thank and you. And, and, so endearing and so relatable. Oh, I appreciate uh, it. That's I, I only I just know how to all I know how to do is be myself. You know exactly, and that is clear. Well, crystal clear. Thank you. Yeah, I'm the same way, but still, my daughter fucking hates me. Like what? <laughs> that, so let's fu- <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, It'll I'm, get better. It'll I'm, get better. Yeah, well, it I'm will very get happy better. for your success. Uh, really I'm happy am. for yours too. It's fun watching people kill it that you feel like you go. Yeah. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. I appreciate it. I've worked hard. We've all worked hard. Comics hustle Big like time. crazy. So if any of us get success, it's so cool. Right. But some people you want to see it get more than others. Some people, some <laughs> there, there are certain people in our business where you go where it's undeniable when they get success, you, everyone gets excited for. Yeah, because you. you just want to you want to see people, you know, good people get good things. So yeah, you and Tom are killing it with your butt plugs, <laughs> cock tethers. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. you know I'm just trying to. Uh, do my thing, make people feel good, like you. You just want to make people. I just feel want. Good. I just want. Yeah. At the end of the yeah. day, I want you to feel better when you after my show than exactly. you did when you came in. That's same. That's what I want too. You just want to make people. If happy. I can, if I yeah. can at all, get you to wake up the next morning and giggle thinking of something I said yeah. the night before. It's perfect. That's it. That's it. Mission that's all my mission accomplished. I feel the same yeah. way. Well, uh, I absolutely love you. For I love you too, I'm so bud. glad you came to do this, and I'm so happy. I'm for so you. glad I got to sit down with both of you. I know. It's so much better with her. I love it. Leanne's the best. Uh, Aww. I was, I was. Thank you for including me. I love the conversation. Well, I, think the, I think we have a gardener on next. Yeah, the gardener's <laughs> coming. Can hear this? His name's Marco. We'll let Marco come. And Bert, in. Yeah. you're a good dad. It's a great way to end this. <laughs> he is a good dad. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.